Welcome to the Trophies and Medals podcast where we discuss sports, fashion, music, and entertainment. Where trophies are temporary and medals are forever. What side are you on? Welcome back to the Trophies and Medals podcast. It's your boy Batman with the Tide crew. We got Tony Love, we got Twin, we got Tide King, and we got Raheem Godell with the S Curl. What's good, fellas? It's really good, Dale. Good. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Happy Father's Day to everyone. Um, got a lot to cover today. Um, first thing first, as Tony Love said, Happy Father's Day to everyone out there. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll bring up some classic Father's Day moments. Uh, I am hold up. I am a provider through the state of Texas. <laughs> I am not happy Father's provider day. day. Does not mean nothing to me. It's just another day that I, I I have to pay. But the the wonderful blessing is at this at next Father's Day I'm off the books. Happy provider so, day. So that's um, all you God, have God willing. Day. Ain't no God willing. Oh, yeah, we have the Muslim way or the other. Ain't no goddamn God willing. <laughs> uh, next up, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna cover some college footballs. A lot of big programs yeah. having COVID nineteen outbreaks. Uh, we're gonna discuss the uh, the horrible baseball, major league baseball negotiations, labor agreements, uh, Juneteenth resurgence, and um, J Cole. I guess you could say beef <laughs> or misunderstanding. Misunderstanding. Oh, I say it's a misunderstanding that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, a few things to go with. So, first thing first. Um, first thing first. Wow. Which one of y'all is one of them? them is either Twin or Raheem Godel with the background music? Hey, that, hey, was, that, was, that was Twin. First of all, why you got to get on the darkest skin guy for these type of situations? That's, how about that? Because we were just talking about music production right before we press record. I'm just saying, like, you know, you can go in and just put me in the mix or whatever, like, I'm the photo or whatever. It's a light-skinned people that's in this goddamn thing. It's caused all the problems. Ain't got, they ain't got nothing to do. I'm happy you wasn't on uh, the damn uh, Final Four for the movies. Why not? Men's worthy. Good, okay, man. You've been up in here. You've been up in here with the horrible boats. Hold on, tell me, hold on, tell me. So, who, who was the final four? Uh, who was it? Goodfellas, The Wire, Cosby, and was it Marvel? No, it was um Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you telling me out of all them goddamn shows, you got one black show to move forward? You said two, Cosby. Uh, you know Cosby White. Hmm. <laughs> He, he ain't in jail like a white cat, though, so hey. He no, 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 no. He, he ain't in white jail. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Twin can't hear us. He in regular jail. 
Exactly. Uh, he, he his perks. They say he living nicer now, but. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's nicer oh. you can you can live. Right. You know, so it ain't like he out there chopping chopping bricks and fucking picking cotton. Nah. Peeling nah. potatoes. Yeah, he ain't out there making no no license plates. Mm-hmm. Well, give me give, since he can't see anyway, supposedly. Well, give me give me give me back Putin Cosby. You know what I'm saying? The Putin Cosby. You know what I'm saying? That's when he was at his prime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. Now, I want I want Cosby from Uptown Saturday Night. Okay. <laughs> we can hear you, twin. I told Max to rejoin. So uh, let's get started. You know. Of course, the shenanigans starting off early. So, Father's Day, aka Provider Day, uh, aka you, Tony Mr. Love, Mr. AKA Mr. Don't Pull Out Day. Don't <laughs> that 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 dismount day. So, uh, Tony Love had many Christmas today, apparently. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, uh, good good come up for you today. Uh, I had some, I got some AirPods. Well, I been, been had them, had them for like a week, but uh, just had some hibachi, you know what I'm saying, before we recorded. So the itis is kicking in. Hmm. But um, what are some, uh, I guess you could say some classic moments as being a father? Most, more in particular, like, shit your kids do that remind you of yourself. <laughs> I know I got a few examples. Uh, Raheem Goodell. Uh, I know with your junior. Like, what what similarities y'all got as far as father and son? I'm not gonna lie. The one thing I can see my son being is a passionate hoe. He loved he loved his hoes. <laughs> 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 that dude. That dude. Uh, recently. That dude recently said. He had a girlfriend last year, right? Well, last school year. So because of his, because because he got distracted, I told him I said, "Hey, I don't want to pause on the, the whole girlfriend situation." So he broke up with her. So the chick, so, the, so he tried to get her back, you know, once his grades got back up. So the chick was like, "Nah, you know, you broke up with me, so you know, yada yada yada." Cool. I like you know you took it out for the team. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, for the betterment of yourself. So get used to that. So. The chick, I guess, you know, her parents are moving. So she's going to a new school. So my son was like, Dad, I feel sad. I'm just like, why? It's like, because my friend, she, you know, she's moving. I say, talk about your girlfriend that you, that you had, that you, you know, you have shortly? She was like, yeah. And I was like, damn. That nigga just like me. He loves his hoes. <laughs> <laughs> so I can, see my son, I can see my son uh, uh, being a lover. And a fighter, you know what I mean? Very early, like as of right now. But outside of that or whatever, it just, all my kids are assholes. So, you know, I appreciate that about them. Mm-hmm. Tone Love. Yeah. My oldest, you know, I, I'm looking at the similarity for when we were, when I was his age, you know, just, uh, you know, I was a late bloomer, slow thinker, and everything. And he, he just, 
I'm more patient with him because I know, yeah, that 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 was me mm-hmm. <laughs> back there. I, I didn't I didn't pick up my game till I got to halftime. <laughs> like that, I, I, I was I was way behind on a lot. I remember Rashawn and Ed used to sit up there and coach me through getting a girl phone number. All that just, but what wasn't there? Wasn't there? But then you hit the ground running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so past niggas like a motherfucker. <laughs> and then, then the uh, baton and was gone. <laughs> yes. But my, my youngest one, he, he he's there. I'm I'm not I'm not worried about him at all. He um he just some of the stuff he says, some of the way he insults you, that's that's me now. Damn. Uh, <laughs> the, the the craziest thing was just I was talking about with my cousin the other night. What's they asked me what's the craziest thing that he any of my kids did that I laughed at, but I had to correct him. Um, he he told his older brother that after they were fighting for a while, he's like, you know what, bro? I can't wait till you get on medicine. And then they're like, wait, what? What? He's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, you, you can't, you can't, you can't say that, bro. <laughs> you can't tell me for that. And uh, and the one just uh, the other day, uh, my wife got on me for drinking all the water, and uh, but then she bought a whole bunch of gallons. Like, okay, do what you want. And then she goes, you know, the, the boys they ain't drinking water because I stopped drinking all the water. And so I was like, okay, look, yo, I told him, hey, you gotta start drinking more water. And he's like, wow, my pee don't stink. I almost spit out this drink. <laughs> yeah, that's a real one. I respect all one that space. I respect oh, that case for that one. That's some good nigga logic right there. Hey, hey, they probably said it with a straight face too. <laughs> yeah. so, oh like, man. You know, you just see the see the personality and everything. And, you know, they they don't get into. You know, and, and the shenanigans are the real trouble. You know, knock on wood, not yet. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about that all the time. We got good kids so far. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> our day. Yeah. So. If Ty King, Mr. Provider, I know. Uh, Keep this short and sweet. They <laughs> <laughs> stay they snitches and they ain't nothing like me at all. They ain't built like me. They they don't move like me. They don't think like me. They just they just got all their mama. Uh, not uh, all right. I'm gonna give my baby girl a little love. She is me, but she's just a dark side of me. She's a user. Where <laughs> I'm a persuader. I can persuade people into things. She uses people. She basically she in her early phases there. <laughs> She'll develop that talent. Nah, it ain't there. I, I, she twenty, ain't coming. By twenty, new by twelve, man, I was already in my pocket. I, I had this shit on lock. I knew how. Remember, remember, and I already had my dog on blackmail skills on lock. Ain't nobody. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all saw me get the video games. No matter what my grades was. Yes, sir. I was, I was in a pocket. No, these two ain't built like me. They just snitches. See, I ain't go run and tell. I use that as an opportunity for me to benefit in life. 
with them, they just go, whatever I do, they go run and snitch to their mama ASAP to whatever I do in these streets. That's why they ain't seen where I live in the last five years. <laughs> they, ain't, they don't even got a clue where I'm at. They just want me in the city. I don't want them seeing nothing. I can't even let them know about my position and my job with the, the perks of the, <laughs> you know, the extra car and all that stuff. Don't even need them problems. I got a hey, company called. I can't let them know that. Reported ASAP. Yeah, so, <laughs> nah, so that's why I say I'm on countdown. 11 more months. Hey, it's all good, though. So, nah, my, I love my snitches, but I don't rock with my snitches. I, don't, I can only throw them as far as I can. And it just is what it is. So that's why I say I'm, I'm the provider through the state of Texas. And the, the run is almost over. Uh, next up, Twin, uh, what you got for your, uh, I, guess, I guess you could say Father father Chronicles with your baby girl? You see any similarities, any kind of extreme differences or funny moments? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... I got, I got one, I got one, I got one. So I told, told my wife, I said, look, you gotta make sure you kind of put your foot down with Layla because she's got some, she's got some Nola in her. Like she'll, she'll, she'll quit to be direct and talk back to you, you know? And my wife, you know, being passive aggressive, you know, she's from Iowa. Uh, more of that kind of like loving. Whoa, you done fucked me up on that one. I know your wife even from Iowa. Yeah, that's yeah, a man. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, All right, yeah. so, so she goes, so, so she was telling Layla to um, get out the bed. She said, look, I want you to uh, put your slippers on. And Layla looked at her and says, <laughs> give, it a, give it a church finger. <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> And, 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 and she said, mommy, don't talk to me. And I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm looking at her like, all right, well, I don't see what you're going to do. And she was shook. It was almost like, she was like shook. I'm over there cracking up inside. <laughs> like, I'm like, like the Joker laughing. Like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Dawn, you know, she goes, wait, who, who are you talking to? Who do you think you're talking to? I'm like, I'm talking to you. <laughs> he's he's anting it up. She's talking to you. I said, Dawn, she's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but long story short, yeah, so so then, but from then on, Dawn decides to put a little more bass in her voice when she's talking to her. But that's my funny story, though. That, that's, that, that, I mean, that, that right there takes a key. It, no, no matter whatever Layla has done to me, bro, that right there trumps everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. But, you know, it, it's good that you mentioned, you know, that that, that Nolan. I, I see the same with my kids, too. That, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's in there like, they since I've been, you know, during this whole COVID, I've been home every day. Mm-hmm. They picked up. They picked up my New Orleans bro. Mm-hmm. So it is. It's like bro, 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 bro. Echoing now. I really, I really say bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and then you know they just sit up there coming at me, bro. No, it's daddy. Don't bro me. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't one of your little friends. One <laughs> of your little friends. That's crazy. Um, yeah. For me, uh, I guess the the current thing is with my with my son, with my oldest is the basketball thing. So, or just anything competitive. So I don't know if he think I'm 105 years old, but for me to beat him in anything is like, that's the end of his world. Like, what you mean you faster than me? What you mean you can you can beat me in one-on-one? Like, yeah, I have to tell him like, you ain't supposed to win. <laughs> I, was, I told him one day, I was like, bro, I ain't one of these, you know, Bum never played sports, daddies. <laughs> you know, so I was like, if I was an accountant and and was in, you know, the band and didn't do any any sports, yeah, I think you got a chance at eleven. But this, you ain't supposed to win. It's supposed to be an ass whooping. I'm six three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm taking it light on you by not going in the paint. I'm shooting all jumpers, all pull ups. And I'm still winning. So if you get close, then I, all I got to do is just go straight shack mode. It just ain't supposed to happen, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's the the current thing. This summer is the the battles that we have and and laughing at his competitive spirit. Um, yeah, I think the other the a uh, younger a younger DJ moment is uh, we was in the car going somewhere, and he told me he he's like maybe three or four. He was like, I want some McDonald's. And I was like, uh, no, we're not getting some McDonald's. He's like, but I want some McDonald's. I was like, well, I want a kid that listens. That dude told me, well, it sounds like you need to have another kid. If <laughs> 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 my arms are just a little bit longer to get to that back seat while we was on the interstate, I would have snatched his throat out. But at the same time, on the inside, I had to laugh at it. I was like, damn, that was a good one. That was a good comeback, see? That's a true dude. And, and, and that's that Aquarius wit there. He was on the money. Quick, mm. quick response. You know what I'm saying? So that's hilarious. My daughter, she's she's kind of along the way, you know what I'm saying? The 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 gentle giant uh until she's pushed. Uh so that's gonna be interesting over the next couple of years. Uh being that she's, you know, damn near DJ height and they're like five years apart. So uh wow. You know, so I don't know how that's gonna go. Maybe she'll stop growing, but she don't take no shit. She don't take no uh, shit. You know what I'm saying? So, those younger ones don't. Mm-hmm, so it is. It's amazing though. I was, I will say, it's amazing of this clique that is foul and ignorant, and a lot of stuff we've escaped. That we have more boys than girls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. you know, I thought about that. Like, I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> we are way more boys than girls in this clique. Mm-hmm. And I'm truly amazed by that because what technically within the group chat of us is only two. Yep. Me and, um, me and Twin. No, three days. Yeah, three, yeah, three, yeah. Three girls. It's three, yeah, that's right. Three girls, and then we got all these damn boys. Ooh. 
Ooh, yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like somebody dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even, you know. Fourteen <laughs> times. Fourteen times I've dodged a bullet. So yo, 14 times my nigga. You done the streets. Hell, <laughs> all they had off uh, in 49. Oh well, let me think. Oh shit. Let me hush. No, nope, ain't that much. I'll say four. I died four other bullets. Shit. And remember four four in one pot. I know yeah. nigga. I know nigga. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was shaking my head for earlier. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my nigga. He getting the value pack. <laughs> getting that value pack. Man, that'd have been, I don't know, dude. If that's called the biggest dodge of a bullet of a lifetime. Yeah, man. Oh, that should have been comical. Oh, that'd have been priceless. Yeah. But I'll tell you, but yeah, like I said, I thought about that. Man, we do. Yeah, we that's a good point. Yeah, it's, it's a gang of boys. It's a gang of boys. This is all the strength of the two most ignorant ones of freaking Tony Love and Raheem Goodell. It's highly amazing. Mm-hmm. Highly amazing. And then our dog horse that never we never hear from no more, EJ. Oh, God. Yeah. What are you, like, on four? Yeah, and I think three of them is, I think, I want to say he only had one girl out of the clique. And the rest is boys. Mm. So yeah. even that was like crazy and amazing. So that was just mad interesting. So yeah, man. Yeah. Even even now, the our, our future, you know, the future pappies are soon to be lucked up on a boy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and all the grounds it should have been a girl. <laughs> but they had a boy act like he had to sit in these streets though. Yeah, he got a good heart, but it was five just like us. Mm-hmm. You better take that and run with it. Yes, yeah, so I said, oh, you locked up. Oh, you locked up. So shout out to all the fathers again out there. All the Eptide fathers, said EJ, uh, all our parents. So uh, like you said, I think we. Uh, yeah, even Cedric. We, got I think we killed that myth. I think we killed that myth with the with the girls. Yeah, that's why I said we unique. That's why. That's why Ellis owns the greatest line of all time that, that speaks volumes for us. Click. You real for these bitches. <laughs> that was a classic night, man. I ain't gonna never forget yes, that shit. <laughs> I ain't never get that shit. And that's why, that's why we, we and as you know, we real and we good people. See, that myth is if you file out here, you get them girls. So we ain't as bad as we think we are. We're full of shit, mm-hmm. though. We some assholes, no doubt. We good to go. Yeah. All right. Next thing up, um, I know we talked about that Rona a few times, but uh, shit, that Rona about to kill college football for this year. Man, uh, it's about to kill all between, sports. What, LSU, year. Clemson, Texas. Who else Houston. got some outbreak? Houston. Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Well, yeah, Oklahoma State yeah. had more issues with the um, coach than the actual Rona, though. Their coach was wild and more than anything else yeah. there. But as you can see, Alabama had issues, too. But as you can see, it was mostly a lot of the, the schools down here in the South. Mm-hmm. Also, 
Like, he said it's going more crazy in the South also with the, among young people because they never really said they That's what I'm about to say. I think it's a uh, – yeah, it's good, to, you know, to say I want to get the kids in and, and do their workouts. But like you said, they've been wilding all these past three months and you bring them all together. Of course you're going to have these damn outbreaks, you know, like crazy. And that's, you know – and they're not looking at the bigger picture, you know. And they claim that they're testing these kids when they come back, but I don't believe that shit. No. No. Well, the University of Houston clearly showed their stupidity off the rip with that. Like, they test nobody until they had six players had the symptoms. And then they decided to go test everybody else. So they waited till like, these were, like, already sick and mm-hmm. all of that. I don't even know how to, like, the LSU one, that's the craziest one. Like, you've got 30 cats? Yeah. That was just an asinine number of just kids <laughs> off the rip and everything. I mean, but Louisiana high, too, though. You know what I'm saying? It was – Yeah, Louis, Louis, they, uh, 800 new cases the other day. So, it, it's it's getting crazy out there. Well, that's – you know, but we yeah. know well, – that's, that's what – that happens when, you know, you live in a country without a true leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially when he's stressing – to. Uh, Slow down the testing. He's like, the more we keep testing, the more, the more, more people we're going to find. It's like, yeah, that's the whole yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. I said, wow. I said, that really came out of his mouth. I'm like, wow. I I mean, I'm glad this is happening, but it's embarrassing that it's happening at the same damn time. Mm-hmm. To really be that stupid. To show your stupidness on that high of a level is amazing. Get your chest out. With, yeah, with pride, too. Like, he really think he talking some shit. But nigga just sound like a, a pure fool. Well, that mean you saying? <laughs> that nigga spitting. But <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to my mom about that the other day. You know, just imagine the reality that he lives in. It, it, it ain't like the rest of everybody else. No. You know, he, um, he really believes what, what, what he believes. There's, yeah. there's no question about it. Yeah, I remember all the people that were, they were saying that was, you know, that from New York and everything, when they found out he was running, they say, oh, this fool ain't got no chance because they already knew how dumb he's been all this time. So it's like, ah, uh, ain't nothing about to happen. Everything going to be okay. And then mm-hmm. I say, hey, do y'all, y'all don't know how stupid the rest but- of the country is. Yeah, but that's the thing with a, a lot of folks with New York. You know, they thought with him running for president that his dealings with the mafia would would be the the killer for getting him out the race. Right, and that never came up. You know, you do anything, any construction in New York, you deal with the mafia. Right, mm-hmm. point blank, and it never came up, and that, that's that was always a shocker. When you, yep. uh, Dave Chappelle say he's singing those uh, poor white people greatest hits. <laughs> yeah, but then like um, Rick Ross said it the best: we gotta destroy, we gotta destroy it all to rebuild. He's doing a great job of destroying it all for us right now to finally rebuild this. This energy and this tension all to fall at one swoop. But mm-hmm. like you said, overall with these schools, I'm glad this is happening to these colleges at the same time though, because they're greed. That yeah. greed is being exposed so well, and you they disregard for these, you know, 
for these kids in the first place is just showing they they true colors again anyway. And half of them act like they crying broke. How you broke? When y'all share all this money within a conference all of these years, y'all ain't gonna like y'all have no money. Like I said, even with the University of Houston of being that cheap, it says it costs might be fifteen to twenty thousand dollars to just to test the whole entire team. But peep this though. About 20, 20, 20 but think about this too though. Like I think um the arrogance of it. Think about some of these positions that they have and how much money did they make. They got strength coaches making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Yeah, I've seen a few, yeah, making over half a million. Sure, I know one you know, school, I forgot it was, making like 800. I'm like, 800,000 for a strength coach? To basically like, be an L.A. fitness trainer, basically. That's all you're doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that's, I'm not trying to more, you know, because I know people that do that for a living or whatever. I'm not saying that it's small, it ain't no big deal, but they making, some of them make more than, than like head coaches in the country. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like that, that, that proportion of it is just ridiculous. Um, you know, it's, it's just out of hand at some schools. Yeah. But you know, some, with, with some of those schools being state schools, we do have, uh, the, the, their salary is listed on, on the internet. So yeah. we, we have the right to go in there and look at it and like, wow. Like eight hundred for 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 lifting weights, mm -hmm. teaching how right. to lift weights. I'm about to say basically I'm lifting weights on my own and just telling people to follow what I do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like I said, but we all, but like that's just so I'm just glad the exposure is happening to the NCA anyway. And but then I like how some of these kids, black kids, are starting to now look at. HBCU schools now. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm liking See, that energy that they're at least considering it for the first time, really ever. They I don't know if they I sent y'all the link. Anywhere. I think I, I think I sent it to y'all the other day. There's a um in South Carolina. I want to say either this weekend or next weekend. There's like a camp for uh for basketball for HBCUs. So it awesome. counts for high school seniors or if you already graduated, you can go out there and work out. And um and get seen by by multiple HBCUs. Yeah, cause people, I think kids realize it too. They could get they don't they're going to be spotted anywhere and everywhere now. Mm -hmm. So they don't really need to go to these major universities anymore. Mm -hmm. And you actually still have the better um exposure just being around even your own people. Even like it was, I saw the interview with the Rosen had with um yeah. Taylor Rooks there, and that that was crazy how he still lived in LA. It ain't that far. It's literally yeah. down the street. <laughs> right. It went to USC and told me that was a coaching shot for him. Just imagine he would have went to like Nebraska or, or, or something. Yeah, exactly. I went to Notre Dame or something. You know? Mm -hmm. yeah. crazy. He said he still he said he didn't even go on, he didn't live on campus for the first three months. Cause he felt so out of place, and he said, "And man, in USC, right smack in the hood, yeah, in South South Central, but still said it was such of a culture shock for him, of just being out of place." And so, so I thought that was mad interesting. Now, the other thing about HBCUs, um, like going forward, like you said, they can still get that same exposure, um, 
But at the same time, to me, I don't know. It depends on your situation. Do you want to go to Kentucky and be like the sixth guy? You know what I'm saying? You still might get to the league, but how much reps are you getting at Kentucky? You know, right. being a six or seven guy. Or you can go to HBCU, be the number one guy, and and, and learn how to lead a team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it goes kind of both ways. Um, you can say we're going to Kentucky, you're playing against pros every practice. But at the same time, when you go to a smaller school, you're getting that real game experience as far as what to do and carry a squad. So I, I don't know. It's like a – you know, it depends what you want, but it's I, – I think it's good both ways. Right. And, yeah, I was thinking of the same thing, but I don't even want to, like – to a certain extent, I think it's not a bad thing to get back to being a little second a little bit. Just to have that exposure and experiences around others that are like us, but that's went to a new level of college. So now mm-hmm. y'all all on the same playing field, but then y'all still are learning a new lifestyle of – Learn if you learn from other black folks that's just as like at least you know the same skin couple then they came from different environments and you know mm-hmm. like you know even like we want to say cost of living le- levels and stuff like that. You got you gonna have somebody got some money, you gonna have someone cool that don't have money, but y'all all look alike, so you're all getting the same experience. Well, you know, you these kids going to these white universities, we they you automatic at the bottom, but they only gonna show you showing you love because you're an athlete. Yeah. But you ain't got shit in common with these goddamn people at the same time. Because I remember I had a conversation with my mom and sister, you know, about my nephew when he was balling. And he told me he wanted to go to a major university, but then they told me I still want him to go find a black chick. I said, hey, you ain't going to find. How you going around here find a doggone black chick at fucking Auburn? Yeah, on the campus when you got... You on a, he on you already got the football team, the basketball team. That's like a hundred plus deep niggas around there with twenty black chicks that probably go to the school. You're um, all running through the same chick. And then yeah, everybody can hide the same chick. That, that means some of them niggas got hollered the girls at Walmart or something. Somebody gotta get the chance. Or if they if wherever the next small school close to the major university maybe, but they ain't about to find right. he ain't gonna find on the campus. I said, you can't get mad at these cats if they fall for a white chick with him on this big university. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all cut that shit out. You <laughs> ask for miracles. Find a needle in a haystack. Yeah. I'm like, good luck. So, but yeah, those are together. Mm-hmm. And if you do find that black chick, she don't want your ass. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dumbass play football. Right. Right. And, then, right. and that's another thing, too. She may not even want to rock with you. Unless you really, really like a top player. Yeah, you really next level. I don't know. I never. Um, you're a, no, go ahead, Tonla. No, say, unless you're a scholar, a true scholar athlete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, what I was about to say is like um, I know that's one thing I missed out on the HBCU uh, experience. Um, I think with me, I think it was like uh, with my major and shit that kind of narrowed some schools down, and you know paying out of pocket and shit. So I wasn't trying to go to fucking do no engineering at LSU. Uh, couldn't afford that shit. So 
took my ass to Lafayette. But it's uh, as though that's one thing I wish I did. Like, um, I mean, I know like, Southern had a good program, but then being at Southern at the same time is just like you feeling like if you really wasn't one hundred percent on your books, uh, you just was in high school all over again. That's what I'm about to say. You gonna learn? It was too things. many. It was too many people from um, East Saint John going there, and I knew I, I, yeah. I wasn't going to act right. And, and then at that time, Southern had that. Uh, I think they had the highest age population on their campus yep. that too. time too. So that this is facts too. Yeah. Touche. So I don't know. I think, um, but I will say for sports, like for like uh, the late bloomers, I think um, HBCUs should take advantage of um, those athletes and get them to come. Um, because let me put it like this: I had an employee on one of my teams that went to what's one? What's the old boys' school here in, in Atlanta? Morehouse. 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 Yeah, I think it was Morehouse. Did he go to Morehouse? Anyway, anyway, I don't even know if it's true or not. But he said he was on the basketball team, and just say after watching him play, I was like, I could have went play for this school. Back in the day, <laughs> pretty much, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, or even even Delgado, like, I, I kind of regret not going to that tryout, you know what I'm saying? Because I had a couple high school teammates with those on the team and stuff like that. But there's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of good talent out there that's only wishing to go to Michigan, to go to North Carolina or wherever, and they're missing the opportunity to, to get playtime. Like, right. depending on your situation, man, sometimes you got to make that decision, like, you know, yeah, I can go to, to North Carolina and be on the roster. But what good is that if you're just on the roster? Are you just trying yeah. to say that you want to be on the roster or you want to actually play and contribute? You can go to, uh, instead of going to North Carolina, you can go to is that uh, North Carolina A&T and be the lead, be the leading scorer and be all, all conference. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because so, actually one of the cats I went to school with, his son actually had recruits all over the country, even some of the major schools, but he picked Jackson State. Mm-hmm. So I said that was a good look by him because at least he knew he gonna get that strong playing time. Now, like you said, yeah. he, still, he had he has called the LSU and all of them, like, but he like you said, he's gonna probably be on the bench more than anything else, and not get the proper run. Maybe he should, have, you know, to get the experience and everything. But you know, those type of kids, if you know you ain't gonna be a starter, why go to a school if you know you ain't gonna be a starter? Well, and then sometimes they don't want to commit. Look, a lot of these coaches sell them on, oh, you're going to start right away. And just to get you in, the, you know, get you on that's the squad. True. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, that happened with one of my cousins. He, uh, they told him he was going to be, uh, you know, starting. We, we need we need somebody right, right away. You're going to be that. He get that in red shirt. Up. Yeah. You know, right off the grip. So. Yeah. So, yeah that's, that's another thing yeah. they get on there. So that's another thing too, the politics of uh of of recruiting. It's uh is it's it's a bunch of walk-ons that's probably better at some schools than the people that they recruited because they're being recruited because of connection, a pipeline to a certain high school and things like that. So it's a uh, you know, recruiting itself is a big game. It's a big game. And then, I remember when I was at LSU, uh you know, at first I was I was gonna do the athletic training, and you know we had the spring football league practice, and I noticed there was a lot of football coaches from other colleges 
recruiting some of the players that what they knew was going to keep that be able to keep that scholarship. So hey, mm-hmm. why don't you come over? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I was shocked that they let that happen. Like, you know, put that let, let those other coaches you know get the pick from LSU. And I know a couple of them. Went, I remember seeing the Grambling coach out there, a Southern coach, uh, a Lafayette coach, uh, you know, just out there to you know to recruit and all. And, I, I didn't think the recruiting – I thought the recruiting stopped after he got into college. But. <laughs> no, I don't. Because you got to think about it from LSU point of view. From LSU point of view, they they feel they big dogs. So it's like, oh, you can have our, our crumbs and scraps. You know what I'm saying? This, this guy ain't going to see the field, so you can have them. You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I know for um, – for USL, Louisiana Lafayette, I know for us, definitely for our basketball team, it was a lot of cats like that that came to our school, like after, you know, playing up north somewhere for a year or two, and then come to Lafayette and get you 15 points a game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With a dude named, I think his name, something Poole. He played at like Ohio, somewhere up north. He came to us for one year and was averaging 20 a pop. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, you know, another team's trash is, you know, another team's star. In fact, that's what uh, that's what happened with uh, Shaka Smart the year that he went to the Final Four. He had a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, Division One those big, those big school, mm-hmm. re, you know, rejects and just say, hey, I know a couple on the squad wanted to be closer to home. Another one, you know, just they was on the bench. Sure enough, what you got to lose? Mm-hmm. What you got to lose? Come out, come make out of, out of that opportunity. Yeah. But I don't know. I think football, like we were saying earlier, I think um, if they can't figure out a safe way to get these kids out there, I don't think it's gonna happen, man. I think um, you can't. I think I saw something the other day that was talking about. You know, football needs their own version of the bubble, but you can't do that with college. Like, no, you can't. It's way too many schools. Too many schools, unless, yeah. Unless you're yeah. gonna only let them do division games, that's the only thing about it. And then, yeah. and then you're gonna have that argument about there's no true champion because he ain't, they ain't play out of division competition. I don't know. It's it's gonna be ugly. But but they, they, they think about the money that they they potentially lose if you know they go the route with not having any fans in the stadium. Right. Yeah. It defeats the purpose of yeah. this. Yeah, this is yeah. different. This defeats the purpose. And those any all of these um all the major universities all made most of them are on small in small towns. Mm-hmm. That depend on that money. The the sports yeah. bars, the restaurants. Yeah, they deserve yeah, yeah those liquor stores. Make, they live in <laughs> through football season. They make all their money in that in that little what, five month span. Five, six months span, they make all their money right then and there for the whole year. And yeah, then I mean, they right. back to no, you know, then they back slow again until football starts up again. So this is hurting them. That's like but, out here for the the battery for the Braves, that little area around there where they got the, the bars and, and restaurants and stuff um by my job. Like when it's not in baseball season, you can go there at lunchtime, be in and out in five, ten minutes. But when it's baseball season, the traffic around there is booming. Like it's 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 so much stuff going on, uh, as far as the money that they're raking in. So it's you know, like when LeBron left Cleveland, that was another scenario. They were saying like yeah. like great example. 
companies was literally dying because they, they couldn't get that revenue that he was bringing. Because, you know, that's what people forget. It's not just the ticket sales. It's stuff all around the ticket sales. Because everybody can't get into the game. But everybody can go to the bar, go to go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and whatever local mom and pop spots, and and watch the game and spend ridiculous money. Just to right. Watch. Dude, know, they lost so. the team. Even lost a half a billion in value when LeBron left. Yeah, dude, that's like that's a crazy factor. And you would think, you know what? That that's the arrogance of why as I said, I'm glad this is happening to all these people. Like they. They were so arrogant of thinking, oh, it's going to be the same here until now 45 came up in here and he screwed that all up by dropping the ball of being a leader to keep this pandemic under control. Keep it controlled in the beginning. Like, we could have took, he, this company could have took, a, this country could have took an L and they, he could have made all the states locked down at the same time for two months. Legitimately, let's get this under control, get it at bay, then you, be on, then you back to normal. And then I said that like a few podcasts ago, like the problem is that Americans don't like to be told what to do. Exactly. That's that's what it comes down to. That's our problem. Yes. And and when you got the and when you got the president with that same attitude, then you you, you're bound for disaster. So it's it was doomed from the beginning. I knew we didn't have a chance. Just yeah. Yeah. Just I just knew it wasn't going. And another thing too with, with him. He's been, his whole presidency has been about the economy. The economy is the best it's ever been um, since he got in, in in office. So having something like this, fuck with that mantra, was not going to work yeah. for him. Yeah. Right. He's not going for that shit. Yeah, and again, and, and trust me, yeah, and I, I, I hear it all day long while I'm at work and stuff and everything like that. And shoot, you can even notice now up in these Grocery stores now, all the money they made these last two months, they got the audacity now to raise the prices to everything. Mm-hmm. And on a slick, and people, you know, and people not even realizing that they've been slick now and just raised the prices since now, now things just slow down. I owe yeah. me too. I noticed too. I noticed it today when I did my shop. I said, wait a second, this shit normally, it's like, felt like I spent like $10 more than I normally probably would have getting the same stuff I normally get because it's just me. So I could see the difference just off the strength of that. So just like yeah. here we go. Like now, y'all made all that money when people was buying out of everything. Y'all clearly have went way over the benchmark of the quarter, half damn near probably two quarters. But still ain't satisfied. Now you got the audacity to jack up the prices now. Mm-hmm. Even more. All right, next up, um we just had uh the big Juneteenth celebration. Um, that passed uh, a couple of days ago, um, in these in these streets in these times with all that's going on with the police and and uh, separation of, of the nation, uh, I think that was a good positive for Black people to celebrate amongst each other and with others. Um, but at the same time, I kind of feel like it's getting commercialized. Um, I've been seeing a lot of companies doing things and donating or and or celebrating whether it's Netflix, doing movie collections and stuff like that. It's just kind of feeling real watered down as far as the the real struggle. Um, I'm pretty sure y'all know it's the same thing. So what, what y'all think uh, over these past few weeks with everybody donating and, you know, 
Black Lives Matter and this and that and the other? I mean, just to kind of chime in, I, I, I think the real conversation is, is are we going to forget this in like about three months? You know what I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think I think the only way that we can actually literally progress in regards to just equality as a whole is like like not for, not not take your hand, like, well, what you call it? Not don't take your foot off the person's neck. You know what I'm saying? Not not in, you know not. I don't want to say necessarily say that, right? right. You know, but I'm just saying like you know, I think I think in a lot of cases or whatever we 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 will. Me personally, I think we allow it to be a norm for so long. I think we just need to make that person, make everybody feel really uncomfortable to say, hey, this ain't right. And we, we, we need to make you feel like it ain't right. Because right now, currently, you know, I mean, you kind of think about it. Every, every, every uh, uh, revolt or anything that we had, it was only temporary. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we kind of go into like this mass uproar and all of a sudden soon when something starts popping, then we're like, you know, we we back to our normal selves where we forget. Or we're like, oh, well, that person was found out guilty, so fuck it. You know what I mean? We go, you know, it's, it's still a, a daily struggle. But to be honest with you, I kind of did say this. When George Zimmerman got found out guilty for that situation, I easily could have said, well, they could have easily retried him again if we would have pushed the agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Based, off of the, based off of the shit that he said, after you know, during and afterwards. You know what I mean? So, you know, I just look at it like, you know, for, for for us or whatever in corporation. I'm glad corporation is getting behind it. I think I think it's actually a, a slap in the face to say, you know, we can finally hit, take off June, you know, Juneteenth or whatever the case may be after how many years? Yeah, What's that celebrating that? yeah but so, then the same Juneteenth is still was a Texas thing though. I think it wasn't at the same time something across the board. Yeah, but I mean I mean I mean but think about how many white staple, you know, I mean uh, well think about how many colonizer holidays or whatever that it made no goddamn sense that we Thanks. we been celebrating so all it's just too. like right yeah you know what i'm saying it's so so for me or whatever it's just you know, you know i just look at it like hey look you know my thing my 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 actually my concern is are we gonna celebrate this next year if yeah, not then that's what i was gonna say because that's a good point it's like is this gonna be a fad or is this gonna be the real deal long term because you gotta start somewhere I, even though i don't like how it, it looks right now but my biggest thing is if is if this is not long term, then it, it defeats the purpose from jump. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's uh like Juneteenth, like like I think I told y'all that in the chat, like I didn't really celebrate it because I didn't feel like we were really free anyway. No. But so, remember still based off of like the people here in Texas didn't know for two and a half years that they were free. Mm-hmm. Now the rest of the country knew something here in Texas, which once again speaks volumes of why I say Texas is Texas. They all the last to do things, but then be the first to act like they're one of the best states. Mm-hmm. So I look at them as really full of shit. But the reason why the energy, but we gotta take into account too, the reason why the energy is different for us this go around is actually white people are speaking up. Yeah. More than before. And now well, like even with college sports, like um, one big thing I saw it was like the uh, Florida is banning the, the Gator bait chant. You know, what I'm saying with the whole history of you know white people using black babies as literally bait. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, um, and I told one of my friends that's from Florida, that's a Florida fan. I was like, that's something I always knew or heard of even as a kid, but it's something you suppress, like. You don't want to think about that shit in the front of your mind, but 
like when you put two and together, like, yeah, these niggas really had a fucking chance. You know what I'm saying? So right. like um, you know, yeah, once you put two and two together, you gotta get it out of there. You know what I'm saying? So um like like you said, but is these schools gonna or or whoever, are they gonna maintain these these approaches going forward? Nope. I don't think so. I personally think it's gonna be a twenty twenty thing and then twenty twenty one we're gonna Yeah, well, once the election is over. Back, it's basically sneak. once the election is over. Well, don't get me wrong, whatever, you know, you kinda of look at it as like, you know, I mean I mean I think I think I, I think the main focus is I know we're trying to reduce the idea of racism right now, right? But the counteract that or whatever it is is you actually see the stability of racism even more so now than you did, you know what I'm saying, before all this shit happened. Because now it's like, you know, now you got your white friends kind of like, you know, I had, a, I had well, I had a person call me saying, hey, Florida, we still friends? I'm like, yeah. And then she was like, you know, with the protests and everything. And I was like, well, I'd explain to, you know, to the individual, I was just like, hey, you know, I, I believe in, in, in a situation where, you know, everybody has the right to, to express themselves how they want to, right? But on top of that or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You know, she, she was at the time getting upset about the fact that Drew Brees apologized. And I'm just like, if he wants to apologize because he felt like he did wrong, let him apologize. But, you know, she, but she feels like the current situation had him, you know, forced him to apologize. But I'm like, you know, Drew's a grown-ass man. You know what I mean? So, right. you know, if you man want to apologize, let the man apologize. But if you don't feel sorry about it, then don't feel sorry about it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how you feel. That's how you and that's feel. okay. You know what I'm saying? And she was just like, well, you know, somebody called me a racist. I said, to be honest with you, how do you feel about it? If you feel convicted, then you might be one. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. it just, and it's kind of one of those situations where I had to talk to her about it. It's like, you can't necessarily, she was like, well, you know, you know me for long. We've been friends. We've been cool. I said, just because you treat me a certain way because I earned, you know, we earned that relationship with each other or whatever. What about the people that haven't earned that relationship with you? Mm -hmm. How do you treat them? Yeah, you judging people. You you strictly judging still people just because you don't know them or you ain't so called feel comfortable. So that means hey, you are unfortunately you are racist. Yeah, I mean you got you know. to treat everybody equal to a certain like this or at least don't judge nobody until they give you a reason to judge. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and I and I think for a lot of folks or whatever they kind of not even wrong whatever you know what I'm saying it's it's kind of like a thing of I, and I try to tell somebody this the oppression is so bad or whatever that. When we did fight, we got so tired of fighting that we had to kind of say, hey, let's move forward for, our, you know, for our people to kind of move forward. That didn't work or whatever. So now we're back at square one again for fighting again because we learned that fighting caused a lot of rebuttal. Being silent and this maneuvering in a, in a, in a way caused us neglect because think about it. We started doing, you know, as, a, you know, as brown people or whatever the case may be, you know what I mean? You know. There was an era where we were just like, fuck it, we're going to just do, we're going to rebel and do what we want to do. That's how, you know, the 80s and 90s rap came to be or whatever the case may be. That's when we started expressing ourselves in a way where we understood ourselves in, in our only fashion because that's what we, you know, that's what people, you know, that's, what, that's how we had to adjust. So now mm -hmm. it's like, you know, in 2020, and now we're like, man, you know, and now we got, that's the reason why I kind of say like, you know, we need to fight a different fight than we fought before because at the end of the day, you know, Everything that we tried so far has worked to a certain degree, but has it actually taken us to, to the finish line? Because yes. at, at the end of the day, you know, if, if we take this all to the finish line, it's going to be like years of just consistent, like, hey, 
you know, we ain't giving up on this or whatever the case may be. People feel, you know, people feel the, the economic struggle. People feel the fact that we want to change the narrative in, in regards to like how history is portrayed to others or whatever. We want to kind of get down to, it's going to take a lot of education on both ends. Like, like it's going to take a lot of education from them and a lot of education to ourselves mm-hmm. to kind of get to a place where we like, hey, look, this is the truth. Now let's share this or whatever, you know. And I said the one thing about it, and I, and I made this a, a Facebook post saying, to, to deny your African heritage is pretty much self-hate. Because if, if scientists clearly saying all life came from Africa, and, y- and y'all are just genetic mutations because of that, because of your skin color, your pigments, and what y'all ate and stuff like that, right? Then literally, you have to understand that someone down your DNA is a black woman that gave birth mm-hmm. to your people. So, so for you to say that you hate us is literally and that's, the ulti- and that's the ultimate kill shot. Yeah. Right. But then, it, but then again, my last, my last thing was, I was like, what the hell did us dark-skinned people do so badly to make these light-skinned motherfuckers piss? Because that technically, that's all they are. Light-skinned black people. To piss them off so bad to cause what they did in the 1400s. Because mm-hmm. mm. it ha- it's not just in, in the Americas. It's happening all across the world is that it's always the darker skinned people that getting the shit. Yeah, right. So like you said, depending on what the hell did we do, because we had to set some type of president for <laughs> them to have this type of fucking disgust for us, man. Because like, what the hell did, what happened at that time to make this this level of this disgust, uncomfortableness about us that they, like you said, they have so much fear Hey, Judas had to be dark skin, man. <laughs> Judas was dark skin with with braids. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm like I mean, I mean, I mean, you gotta like really look at it as like you know what I mean before you know skin color, right? It was tribe against tribe, right? Or mm-hmm. yeah, region against region or whatever. But for somebody to say, man, you know what, bro, nigga, your skin color is the reason why I don't like your ass, and nigga, be in the same tribe, it's some sick shit. Like somebody. You know, some somehow boo or whatever the case may be with boasting and saying, "Hey, you know, we we are the original people. We, we are unique. I represent those who who look like me millions of years ago." And some light skinned nigga he was like, "Nah, you know what? Fuck that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I mean, you know, yeah, I would like to see what the foundation of where this all just began and the disgust and the hate. They do have for pause and stuff, but it's like, you know, it's so far back. But then at the same time, without time, we're not this. I will say this is the first time I feel like I feel a little bit of a change for the first time ever. There's a little. I ain't going to say it's a lot, but at least it's a start. And it's with the actual younger generation that's going to make more of a change than anything. Mm-hmm. We may not see it in our lifetime, but this, this younger generation is a little more open-minded and fair. And they're not. You know, especially the especially the white kids, they are not as racist as their parents. They even I'm impressed with watching them even buck at their parents and calling yeah. their parents out on the stuff that they're doing. And we ain't really never see that before, especially the white kids in our age bracket ever do that. It's like our kids' age is the ones now bugging back at the parents, which I kind of that's why I like I kind of see a little difference for the first time. But we still got a long ways to go. Remember. Dude, still been barely 60 years we've been able to freaking vote. Well, Just 60 I mean, years, not even a century of being well, able to do that. I, I said the kudos was, 
I'll say the kudos was when when them high schoolers bought those tickets to Trump rally and didn't yeah. show up. <laughs> that, that was, yeah. that, that was, that, 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 that was that, a move. That was a that was a Twitter movement. I did see that there was somebody that posted that like a while back. They was like, "What if we just all buy the tickets like like fifty did Jaru, whatever, whatever?" And yeah. that was and a whole movement. They, and that's what those I, kids did. And I respect that. That was a good look by them doing that. And then, like you said, that's why his it looked so rough last night. From just the images that they show, how empty that arena was, because those kids already reserved all those tickets and then nobody showed up. And I said that was a good look. I think um, I think one of the biggest things as far as the younger generation, I think the hip hop culture and how definitely that's bringing people together. I think that has helped a lot um, tremendously. I do think Obama being in office has helped a lot because they got to see somebody. Because um, I don't know who I was talking to. It might have been my mama. But, like, you know, there's a lot of white people that never been around black people on a regular basis. So to see somebody in office and see them on a regular basis and see how they carry themselves, I think that opened a lot of eyes as well, uh, along with the hip-hop culture. Um, yeah. So, you know, the younger generation is going to make a big, a big swing of things, I think, in the next 10 years as far as what right. this country is going to be. Because you know, hatred is a, a, a something that's taught. You know, what I'm saying nobody come out the womb that way. Um, but at the same time, I don't think we're far enough away for some of these, uh, like uh, Rashawn, like you were saying, like you know, some of these older white people that's in office still. You know, yes. You know, we there's people, there people in the house that's still on some 1945 shit. You know, what I'm saying like, you know, I was on my mom's. We, you know, it's only my mom's generation where, you know, they'll still burn the crosses, you know, they burn crosses in her yard. You know what I'm saying? So like. Yeah, same with my dad. They ran in their church, trying to scare them from being able to register to vote. KKK mm -hmm. came in there on horses inside a church, intimidating and scaring them right there in White Castle, Louisiana, right outside of Baton Rouge. Out there trying to intimidate them from voting. And my dad was 16 years old at that time, man. He about to turn 75. You know, so weeks. that's still not that's still not that far away. Yeah, so, it's not far. Like you and that's, got family that can see this. You know, that's so like, we'll, seen it. So some I forgot who said this, but you know, everybody crying about disrespecting the flag, but yet you burning crosses. Right. Yeah. I saw that too. Yeah. So so you get that together. You let me know how much sense that makes. Like you know, you mad somebody kneeling for a flag for a flag. However, you claim them, to be you claim to be Christians. You claim to be Christians, and you're out here burning flags <laughs> in people's yards. So you know, again, we're not that far away from from that mindset, and it's probably people that still think that way. So I mean, I know that. Right. Still right. that but yeah, but we do need to get all these old like. But like they were saying too, this is the oldest um, crew of people in Congress right now that we've ever had. Like, do we have too many people that's in their seventies and eighties? still sitting in office and i've always looked at that as crazy of like how is it that the president only can do eight years tops if he gets reelected? but then you got these senators and congressmen that could be lifers you got them that's been in that 20 30 years with ease how's that possible we need to those guys should spend no the same amount of time as the president keep it fresh it will keep it better and fresh and it's harder to doggone retract Corruption. people. Yes. 
keep them honest. I say two, three years cycle. I say four years tops. I even four years tops. But if we gonna, you know, we maybe even four years. But I think eight would so still be fine consi- to me. Yeah, you want? I mean, I think eight would be like a consistent, easy sell as far as with the president. And the asses um, got to retire at 65, goddammit. Like, the fucking, it, it's set. Like, why your ass still up in here past 65? You know, <laughs> like, that makes no yeah. sense to me, too. Hey, yeah, some, I, I know for some, for some states, uh, you know, depending on their branch of government, they do have an age limit. Because uh, I remember watching the um, football life on, um, what was that dude's name? He used to play for Minnesota, and he he wound up being a, a Supreme Court judge for Minnesota. I can't think of his name, but their 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 judges they had to get you know resign after after they turned seventy. God, what is his name? So I think the age limit thing will work fine. Yeah, yeah, and I think we need fresh, and then we need fresh thoughts and ideas. We don't need these same old people. They're stuck in their ways when it don't match what's going on in society today. They're comfortable. Right. They're straight. So they're not really looking out for the masses of what's going on in their communities or in their states anymore. They're just in there just collecting that check and getting that out of the table money. So That was Alan, Alan Page, what I was talking about. Alan Page. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my thing is, is like, there's too many, and this goes in corporate America every day. There's there's too many people that just comfortable with the answer. This is how we always done it. This is how we always done it. That doesn't mean that it's right to do right now. You know, what I'm saying right. you can't have all these changes around the world and just say this is how we do it. You know, what I'm saying. So, like, like for example, with the wire, like with the wiretaps to get a wiretap or whatever. You know, saying to get a wiretap in 1955 shouldn't be the same in 2005. You know what I'm saying? Like technology is changing, so you got to change with the times. So if you still got this same old geezer born in 1935, he ain't gonna see the shit the same way as you know somebody in the 30s. Yeah, because he don't understand it, and when they don't understand something, they just brush it off because they're not used to it. They're just not gonna respect it. Right. I find that a lot of cases that, you know, they will understand it, but you got to be uh, open, be open to it. A lot of folks are still just dismissive of it. They'll, you're going to be right in every point, but unless the, my constituency, my base, this is what they go for. <laughs> I got to stand with my base. Yeah. And so whether, yeah, you, whether you're right or not. Community, your base is off of what company is paying you off right now. They're just keeping mm-hmm. you in office. That's the base they're really talking about. They sure now ain't talking about the base in their community, especially how how much the NRA been able to get away with for damn centuries now of just being, a, you know, and the tobacco companies at one time, the oil companies, and now the the biggest, really the biggest pimp of them all is the pharmaceutical world. Mm-hmm. The pharmaceutical world is the only reason why we don't have universal health care. No benefit to them. It's no benefit for them. Yeah, so but they... I mean, okay, go ahead. No, I was just no, saying... They, no, that was just like I was just saying. They just gonna... They just know is now that they can't pay you off, they can't stay in business like that. Because all these... Half of these drugs, we don't even think it need to be taken. 
in the first place. Yeah. But, you know, it's interesting you brought, you know, what, what, what companies are keeping these uh, politicians in, uh, in office. I, you know, this goes back hundreds of years. I remember I was reading about one representative writing a, uh, a letter to, you know, when Riverboat started getting in, in business back in the 1800s. And they, they wrote, hey, y'all, maybe I need to stop production of these riverboats because you're going to put, you know, these uh, saddle makers and these carriage makers out of business who do all this traveling. <laughs> like, man, we're trying to get this money. <laughs> Fuck your horses. Fuck <laughs> 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 your carriage. <laughs> I mean, it even goes back to, like, um, you know, all of us growing up in Louisiana. And this is something my daddy yeah. taught me when I was a kid. Is like, you ever notice when if you do get a chance to speak to your high school counsel or whatever, they always try to steer you into careers that help the city, whether it's being servant and, you know, food service or hospitality, or is in um, chemical, chemical engineering or something like that. Like they steer you to those particular things because like you said, it benefits the pockets, you know what I'm saying? Keep right. the money local, you know what I'm saying? Versus they teach you to be, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's there now. But say, for example, to be a, a you know, engineer that works on space shuttles, they don't want you to go, you know, work in Houston. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They want you to work in something that's going to be beneficial to Louisiana. Yeah, because Louisiana but, never but, embraced technology. And that's why we never, they never really taught anything pertaining to computers of anything of technical levels by no shape or form. Like you said, it was all about the, like you said, trades. It was all like the different trades that was already strong and going on in Louisiana, which like you said, they sold behind the eight ball on that. Like, mm -hmm. of, like this, of any state, we should have been, been on top of all of those states, nigga, legalized weed. And we couldn't have fucking not benefited the whole goddamn state is with that. Off of the, <laughs> Of the biggest tourists, we one of the biggest tourist cities in the country. And if we'd have legalized that, how much money would have generated throughout the whole state to better mm -hmm. the schools, things like that, the roads, all kind of shit. On I'm, the not, I'm gonna have to one up you there. You know about the oil industry, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. About you know most of the oil rigs in the Gulf are off the coast of Louisiana. Yeah. So, but because they're fifty miles off the coast, the the money that they make from oil goes to the country. If that was within that fifty miles, Louisiana, that comes straight oh, to us. Interesting. We'd be one one of the richest states oh, in the. I never thought about that. See, yeah. Why now? Why they dumbasses ain't making forty <laughs> miles so that it would have just been we right there. You couldn't make another ten miles of pipeline to just make this happen. Yeah, extend it because it's because it's fuck Louisiana. That's what it is. Because right. yeah, even with that uh, uh when that all exploded ten years ago, most of that uh, all was coming to Louisiana shores. Hardly any of it anywhere else. Not not Texas. A little bit of Mississippi, but it was hitting our shores. Right. Well, see, and that's why that's why like the government didn't like um the late great um Edward Edwards. He was about mm -hmm. to, he was for the state. Now, if anybody about the state is crooked, as far he was, <laughs> that nigga gave this city. Hey man, how you go to jail and can't come back and get reelected again? That's how you know you love. <laughs> That's love. That man came back and said, I'm going to get these goddamn casinos in this business. Everybody's like, please, 
get these casinos in this state. And he got them casinos, which kind of helped us, the state stay afloat, actually, to a certain extent. Think about that, too, though. Like, um, just imagine if we didn't get those casinos, like, how poor the state would have been. Hey, we would be between dead, the, Between the casinos and the lottery. Dead, and the lottery. Looking at Mississippi dead in the eye, but then Mississippi said, oh, fuck all that, we're going to get our, our shit, too. So, cause didn't cause I could have sworn I want to say it was Harris. Didn't Harris come at first and then they got shut down and then they reopened back up? Well, then the casinos, like yeah, like then the casinos had like they 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 shut them down for a short period. Cause I remember my brother and my sister. Yeah, they did because they took over the municipal auditorium. At first, they was in the municipal auditorium and right. they shut that down, and then they took over the old convention center. Right, but then remember they started. Remember they had to do it out there in the east first too, though. Remember they they went out there. Remember right by yeah, the yeah, they, they, yeah, they had a casino out there, a little riverboat out there. Yeah, they, they, at first, at first it wasn't. Uh, first they they let Harris in, and then they got that, and then they uh they did the riverboats, the riverboat casinos. You can't, you couldn't have the land one, and then they brought it. They brought back the land ones. Yeah, so I kind of remember. So. I remember all my, my my siblings got a, had jobs there, and they, I remember shutting down. That's how my brother ended up at Treasure Chest. But um, but yeah, like just imagine that didn't come through. Like how how much money we would lost between the, the the lottery and the casinos. Like like you like uh, as I can say, it's been Mississippi pretty much. Right. <laughs> Because Mississippi came right after. Once we got them on land, then Mississippi actually came right after us in Biloxi uh, to get their casinos. Sprouted up all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, they, and, yeah and, but then actually Biloxi did it way better than us, though, at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, they, they they took it to a whole other level and was on point with theirs, though. So, yeah, so that would keep Mississippi afloat, honestly, right now, to the fullest, though. Like, New Orleans yeah, they, we was okay, but it's like that. It helped us out tremendously more by having it because we was already a tourist city. Anyway, we also getting the Super Bowl. We had all the festivals, you know, so we was kind of staying afloat because of those things, but the casino really helped out tremendously. And then that's why I'm like, right now, they're not seizing the moment off for now, the legalizing the weed. They like, they need to pass that law. And then that's the state of being fucking having, they'll be fucking cash cow hand over fist because it's just the strength of the tourists and you'll have all those newfound businesses throughout Louisiana on top of that. Mm -hmm. I, I know two cities will probably benefit the most from that. New Orleans and Shreveport. I still can see, I say Lake Charles too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Lake Charles. Yeah, Lake Charles, yeah. Lake Charles definitely will too because they're so close to Texas. Them things in Texas going on, that bitch ASAP. And yeah, they, they, they got bus sides. rides up out of here to Lake Charles. Yeah, Lake Charles and Shreveport are going to benefit from Texas a lot because they're right there on the edge and everything. So they will be so much good to go on that. But like I said, procrastination yeah. and all whatever this nonsense is. So well, Louisiana, it's like, how, how we how we going to get the money first and fuck over everybody else? That's the <laughs> exactly. We, yeah, we definitely right because yeah, that's the problem too. We definitely one of the, the most crookedest states in these streets. So that's another that's another problem too. Like they want to know how they gonna make their money first off of it before everybody else can make their mm -hmm. money. Because I had one of my coworkers asked me about he was from Chicago. Like, wait, why New Orleans so poor? Why y'all supposed to with all the 
stuff that come through there. And the many times I'm like, well, how come y'all don't like? Hey, man. <laughs> the money don't go where it's supposed to go, bro. Man, your boy, I ain't gonna lie. Like, when your boy Jefferson, when that nigga got caught for being crooked, I said, God damn, ain't no civilized in this fucking state. How the nigga you gonna be? You gonna look this lame and crazy and you crooked? You can't wear buy me better. You can't buy better suits with your crooked money. Not, not only did he get caught, he was in jail and got reelected while in jail. Yeah, I know. That was crazy. Too. <laughs> so that's one thing I'm looking to say. They're loyal to their people, crooked or not. We still loyal to your ass. I, I forget the girl name who uh, lost to him because I don't think she ever ran for office again after that. Who would? Man, how defeating is that, man? That, does that kill all your self esteem? I lost somebody in jail. Like I said, remember. And whatever was did his time in jail came back out and won again. So I'm like this, man. And you know it was real. And ain't no civilizing nobody down here. So but man, like that. So this this government stuff is just for the we gotta fix it, man. It, it it gotta change now. We can't keep going off of this old ass fucking constitution that don't fit with today's society. Right. It's um I don't think it's going to change. It's like, um, like we were saying the other day when Flo was talking about um, holding cops accountable and, and, and not just present charge, you know, not just give them a charge, actually convicting them. That shit is going to be the long game. That's, that's some shit we're not going to see in our lifetime. But like with politics, that's a whole other level, man. Like, right. That's a big asshole to dig out of. But it right. goes into. Cutting terms down because if you cut terms down, that means you have less time that that person is in power that can be corrupted. Um, right. So it's uh, that's something that's got to change. And with the presidency, going to the popular vote, like yeah, we yeah, it just need to be just that. This yeah, this electoral bullshit got to go. That 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 shit is like so, like you said, so many damn centuries old. Also, that needs to deadnize. It should be like you said, strictly. The popular vote, and we got we got we need an independent company for each fucking state to patrol the goddamn voting. What Georgia keeps they, doing every fucking election is getting they crazy, kinda, man. They kind of do that. They do that. So when I went and vote, uh, when that was last week or week before last, whenever it was, there was somebody out there. Now I don't know how well she was doing her job, but she was out there so-called policing the vote. So like when somebody was come out there and she would ask them, "Did you get a chance to vote?" And they'll say no, I was at the wrong place or whatever. She would ask them questions and shit. Like, like I was hearing her do that shit. But, right, but why would they do? But why they had to the, have all those machines just chilling in the warehouse, what, my nigga? That's what, what I was about to say. That? I'm in Gwinnett County. <laughs> ain't a whole bunch of us out here. So in probably in DeKalb County or in Fulton County and stuff like that, that's where they were hiding those damn machines. And there was um there was another state I saw somewhere, something similar as far as they went from having 2,000 voting locations and trimmed it down to like 200. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I'm Kentucky, trying to say what state that was. They had 3,700 and went down to 200. Yeah, yeah so like, you're making it, you know, and unfortunately, this is what happens. You know how we do. We ain't waiting in line nowhere. No. We ain't waiting in line nowhere. 
So it was bad enough you getting us out here to try to vote, but then you gonna tell me, nigga, I gotta wait two hours? Oh hell no. And then, oh, and then I gotta use my, I gotta take time off to go right. vote at a That's convenient the time. Too. That's the other part. Like um, I don't know who said this. It might have been Jane Rose, but like that should be an off day for everybody. Like it's off when we was in school, because usually our school would be like a voting place. Yep, that was a day off. It should be a day off for everybody to go out there and vote. Or, you know, or you could do, you can vote on your phone. You can, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, we got like the you, technology now that that should all be able to be done now. Because everybody's phone numbers is registered. So your phone, you know, should be, that should be the outlet now to where you can register through your phone because your phone is registered wherever it's registered. Like you said, it should just go off for the popular vote. So it don't matter where you live at in the United States when you vote for a freaking Vote for your president, definitely, it should be more universal. Where you just but, can vote wherever the hell you at. I just thought but, about something, but, though. But, but, let me, it'll let me, be Chicago. Me. It'll be Chicago all over again because it'll be dead people voting on cell phones. That's true, too. Touche, touche. Go ahead, well, uh, I mean, Raheem. But my, thing, but my thing is, do you really trust the government? Son. Wait, there, wait. Okay, he's recording now. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I always say like this, and this is this is my I'll take on it. Knowing the kind of government is in regards to just the agenda, you know what I mean? Do you really trust voting from a phone at your house? Yeah. I don't. I barely, yeah. I barely trust. I barely, I don't, I barely trust. I don't trust the machines we go to. No, no, but 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 I said that it's like a situation where you don't trust the machines that you go to. You don't try. You, 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 even if we were to kind of, here's here's how manipulative it can be, right? When Obama was trying to push Obamacare, they purposely, the government purposely, tried to sabotage the enrollment process. Yes. Doing, yes. doing, doing Obama. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 just off of that strength, I think you know. To be honest with you. It, the whole situation need to crash before we actually able to build it back up. I mean, so that's that's why I was saying, like, I, I mean, even from a technology standpoint, you know, I can say like, yeah, you might say, hey, Apple, you know, takes privacy more more seriously than other people, right? But mm-hmm. I still don't trust Apple. They still sell it. Yeah, it just did yeah. a person. It did at least evil. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? The lesser so, of two yeah, evils. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I, I think I think we need to kind of have an honest conversation and see exactly like even even if we was to institute institute like a private company to watch over like the elections and everything, all right? They can still be bought. They, they can still be bought. They can still be influenced by money, by anybody. Key uh, key example of McDonald's uh, monopoly again. Yep, I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, I heard how like very blatantly how that was so rigged. Where really nobody never won, and those was fake people that they said that actually won and stuff like that. No, oh, oh no, 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 it was it was real people that won, but it was uh, all from the Jacksonville area. They hmm. all had links to the Jacksonville area. It, it, good documentary on HBO. Okay, I ain't know that. I'm Check like, that out. Up. Yeah, I mean, even yeah, with it's like, called McMillions. Oh, that's what that is. I was yeah. wondering what that was about. Okay. I'm gonna take that out. Um, oh, you, you you'll love it. You'll love it. I'm loving it. Um, even with the last election, you know, with the the so-called Russia influence, 
as far as manipulating the the votes and shit. Like we can't trust the machines, we can't trust a phone, we can't trust a, a written ballot. Like I don't know, man. I, I there's no way around it. It seems it's like like you like we said, it's a lesser of an evil. Yeah, we can go to cell phones, but at the same time, you know, they might they be going hacked. around. They can be going around collecting old people phones that passed away two years ago and mm-hmm. voting from them shits. You know what I'm saying? With that, like I said earlier, with that Chicago, when Chicago having dead people ballots ballots being submitted, people that died yeah. two years ago. So, I mean, that can be scary too. But then the other part is like everybody have you know there are some people that have multiple cell phones yes you know what i'm saying so how are you going to do you know how are you going to police that it's it's a dangerous we don't want to use any we don't want to well we technically base it off of social security but then shit, you get hacked what's going to happen now your social security exposed yeah yep. so it's like we can't even go through that route Mm-hmm. Why I saying this feel like the the system is just so corrupt and messed up. We just there's no there's no odyssey that could be done in this. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, my thing is, you know, I I, I guess you want to say every time we do something where it's pushing the agenda, you know, for any type of equality, like like say for example, what our great grandparents and our parents did for us for the civil rights had it set up for where we are right now, right? So -hmm. what we're doing for, you know, to push the agenda for equality and everything like that is going to be literally set up for probably your grandkids, your grandkids or your grandkids, grandkids, grandkids. Not to say that we necessarily can't can't necessarily see any type of benefit of it, but by the time we do, just like a black president, you know what I'm saying? That's why black people was emotional about Obama, because literally they did everything they could possibly do to see that in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be the same thing for us kind of moving past this whole thing or whatever because you're right you know a lot of a lot of white folks or whatever a lot a lot of the young white folks are kind of like saying hey you know that's not right you know what i'm saying and you know you know black you know like don't get me wrong the other thing is like you know black america don't necessarily feel like they have to kind of always feel like like i mean it's getting to the point now where it's like you know what i shouldn't have to feel like i shouldn't have to keep looking over my shoulder all day every day just because i'm black I mean, mm-hmm. like, like, you know, I make enough, you know, like we're talking about people that's making like 50 plus thousand dollars a year or whatever, you know, f- professional people that's like saying, hey, I should not, I should, if you see me in this car, I should not have to feel like a certain way just because you see me in this car. Enough is enough. But I think it's kind of like a, 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 a good balance, you know what I mean? To where you're like, you know, you know, it is what it is. Now, don't get me wrong. I think racial jokes and, you know, and, and just, you know, profiling will still probably happen. But as far as like saying like, hey, look, is he a threat to my life or is she a threat to yeah. my life or is she ignorant or whatever? I think that's going to kind of go away because I'd be realistic. I think one of the most hidden things that we never really t- like take a, take a, take an effect is this is just as many poor whites, but we never know that because we so busy saying white supremacy and, I, and don't get me wrong. I never did say that there's not really a white supremacy. It's actually more pre- people that's like, it's, it's more the rich controlling the poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's more white people on, on, you know, welfare, yeah, welfare and government assistance, yeah. yeah, government assistance in all of us. This, I told you, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Kentucky, Florida, mm-hmm. 
you know. I, I, I remember that they were talking about one county in um in Kentucky. They said the number one uh, income, the highest income in that county is disability. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're right there. Yeah. No <laughs> now, one thing I thought about too, as far as the voting, like we was talking about different methods to vote, whether it be by phone or by the the machines and shit that we do now, like maybe maybe you rotate how you vote and don't release it to the last minute. Like that could limit the corruption. So like say, you know, the summer of the, you know, presidency, we announce, okay, we're voting by cell phones via the vote app. You know what I'm saying? Versus right. giving them an established time frame to to build that corruption. Obviously, you know what? We're not gonna do the cell phone this this election. We're gonna do the machines and just kind of right. randomize it or something like that. I mean, I know that'll be difficult as far as preparing for it, but hey, well, yeah, it's not that difficult to well, yeah, because it's gonna take a year in that time frame of doing it a year. Somebody's gonna leak it and figure out yep. something. To exactly, somebody's gonna leak the information and then. Or hack it, even know though, how to hack it with ease. Even though it's not difficult, they're going to make it seem like it's difficult to, to buy more time. You know, but I don't know. It's uh, right. It's a tough game to play, but it's uh, but like one of y'all said earlier, you know, you got to tear it down to build it back up. You know, yeah. yeah. So at the same time, when uh, and I said this back in the day when uh, Bush was in, in office, people thought Bush was the worst thing possible. And I used to say it back then, we're going to see much worse. We're going to see much worse. And, and then now people love Bush. That. People love Bush now. They see him, see him with, uh, with Mr. Obama. I knew Dick, well, Michelle, his crush on Michelle is so, I love that his crush so real. on Michelle. That nigga shit real. Nigga had that candy for her every time they meet up. And then had that pocket full of candy ready to give to Michelle. I said, oh, you, you sly ass, you sly bastard, you. I, I I can't stand that shit. I can't stand that <laughs> shit when I see. I love that shit. That should be I be crying. Like, Look at this. He be that nigga be blushing his ass off. But I already knew. Um, but me at the same time, I knew it was more Dick Cheney that was screwing over Bush in the bigger picture back then. Anyway, you can see how Dick Cheney was lobbing for you know Bush up to these failures all the time. And I was kept telling people Dick Cheney was the one who was a president more than Bush was. <laughs> So I, was, I never had an issue. Bush too laid back of cool people, man, in the bigger picture. If you really like peeped him out. So I knew he wasn't he still wasn't confident enough to be president, no doubt, but he wasn't that bad of a guy. Like hey, we try to make it out to be. This nigga was going on I, press conferences, uh threatening uh threatening other man. countries, man. You know what I'm saying? When that nigga dodged that, when that nigga dodged that shoe, I said, Bush dodged that, that shoe. Man. That was classic. I, I didn't even move that shoe. I said, like, all right, he, he, look, at least he saw it coming. He all on, that means he's on his toes at all times. I respect a man that's on his toes at all times. Well, I, I, this is the only reason I give George Bush respect. After the whole second term, he tried to fix some of the issues that he fucked up in the first one. In a yeah. way where, in a way where he was like, you know what, I'm, my time is up. Let me go ahead and just do the right thing. Because the, let's be realistic, the first four years, he, he, it was pretty much the daddy's agenda. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah he definitely. Vibe for sure. 
So I, I look at like, you know, like you try to come back and fix it and stuff like that, you know, in a way where, you know, he tried to make it right. And, and, and I saw, I personally saw it. I mean, technically, yeah. you know, I mean, he tried to end the war when people, many people didn't want to. I mean, right. So you I mean, gotta think about it. Like, do you blame him for riding for his daddy? So like, you gotta think no. about it like this. It's like, if one of us started a war and we didn't get to finish it off or it didn't end the way we wanted to, I well, definitely yeah, expect we, one of y'all to pick up where I left off. Yeah, because I mean, you know, they it gassed him up saying, oh, you know, Usama Hussein was, you know, trying to kill your daddy and all that, you know. So they put that, they gassed they him up. They put the batter in the back. He had to go, yeah, yeah, he had to go ahead and um finish that out and all of that stuff. But then, like you said, like Flo was saying, that, that second um turn there, he he shitted on everybody that was rolling with Dick Cheney. They, they ended up going to jail or something like that. He was supposed to pardon all of them, and they ain't pardon nobody. He said, all that is going to stay in that bitch. I ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm out. And I said, mm-hmm. okay. And as you can see, you don't know, you ain't never hear them talk to each other or nothing. Once they had got out of office, they never talked or rocked with each other, period. The agendas, we talked about the other yeah. day, man. You think somebody on the same side as you? They ain't on the same boat. Everybody got their own agendas and shit, man. Yeah. So, and you know, so it's, just, it's all good. Like I said, I'm glad. I'm glad 45 was in office just for this shit to happen to humble everybody. Yeah. yeah, these like these white folks needed that these are black people, we used to this shit. This ain't nothing to us. This ain't phasing us. It ain't like this. We was we screwed all the time anyway. So, you know, what the fuck we gonna be in our feelings about or whatever he say or do. We just amazed that y'all allow him to say all the shit he said. Y'all lost they lost their mind because fuck Obama wore a tan suit one time. I'm like, is you yeah. fucking serious? <laughs> You don't get mad at a nigga rocking a tan suit. Sunday suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reagan, Reagan shocked, was boy. known for rocking tan suits. Reagan wore tan suits a lot. And they ain't never say nothing about that when he did it. And, but then Obama rocked it. like, oh, because that nigga made it look too clean. It's like, oh, this is unacceptable. But I, I think with, with uh, 45, I thought I think a lot of folks thought what he did during the campaign he wasn't gonna do once he got in office. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I think they had that vibe. Okay, yeah, he this this was all to get he in can't office. Be, he, he, he ain't gonna do that. He's gonna. He gonna yeah, become we, more we, professional. Be. He'll be more professional once he gets. Nah, this is how he rock. He, he, he'll respect. He'll, be, he'll respect the presidency. He'll respect the office. I'm so as he no, said, he no, wasn't no. gonna put up Obama picture in the White House. He already showed you like that. The energy has already been set. So nah, he he's been treating. He's been in his office four years, like he's been he's doing the, the Apprentice. All he's doing in these streets is firing people left and right that call him out on his shit, or the investigation is getting too strong or busting him. Then all of a sudden they get fired. And, and, and the trip on about, you know, he firing, you know, federal attorneys. You know how much shit you in if something coming in uh, on the on the federal level? Yes. A, a federal, and it's a federal investigation against you? How, how deep is this shit that he's in? Exactly. Hey, nigga. 
Like Clay Davis said, niggas said, you got local police coming in my office. They <laughs> <laughs> said, not no, they said, not the feds. I got Baltimore police coming the in audacity. my audacity. Yes, like, what the fuck is this shit? I need, I need the big dogs coming in here to scare the shit out of me. I don't need no regular ass basic fucking. Yes, you will get a big Baltimore PD. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that nigga, that, that, that shit got real. Like that right there let you know, like, like you said, how disgust that was beneath him. Like of all people to come bother him, and they got local police bothering him. He said, man, don't just natural like police. That. Natural police. <laughs> nah, if they did a show on somebody, a uh, prequel, I I have to see that. On him? Rise of Clay Davis. <laughs> you oh, gotta man. That, that would have been good. That would have been good if they could have did something like that. I mean, Avon too would be a good prequel to see how he got to that level. But yeah, you got to do the politics, and you got to do the. Uh, well, see, Fifty got that on lock with the power. He's doing that already. Remember, he gave Rashad Tate his own joint. His own show gonna happen with Lorenz Tate and everything. So, so mm-hmm. that's gonna be on point. So we'll hey, see how Lorenzo, that plays stuff out. Hmm? So Lorenzo taking his own side show? Yeah, he yeah, he yeah, he got a spin-off. He's getting a spin-off. Who the hell wants to see that shit? Nigga. That damn whatever. That nigga was acting a nigga on them. Nah, I need to see that nigga have his own show. Cause that he was he did his thing in power. Ain't, ain't like he can't play play the prequel. Oh, exactly. He older than all of us in high school. Still look the same. Ain't aging a, a, a second. Yeah, but now they're going to base it off him being in office right now, though, too. But they can, like you said, go back and forth, though, showing how he got into office how he got to the and what he's doing right now, too. So they can go both, which is cool. So. All right, next up. Um, it's like, you can take over on this one. The whole uh, J. Cole song and the fans, or not even gonna say fans reaction, people reaction. Cause if you was a fan of J. Cole, I don't know how you took this wrong, but I think uh, he had a whole misunderstanding going on with the with a lot of people that he- heard that song. Right. Yeah, well, it's most of the fact that he was saying the, the, this the one line that got got these heifers all in the tissy was about the part that he said the tone that the women have towards black men. Just like that, that the way they talk to most men and everything like that. And he mm-hmm. said it made him feel uncomfortable. Like, why you got to come at me like that? Like, I'm not one of the guys. Like, I'm trying to hear you out. I'm I'm trying to understand you, so why are you coming at me with that type of talk? You don't got to talk to me like that. And I think a lot of people don't understand how they do approach, they approach is too, guys. But then I get why they do what they do, because there is a lot of bitch assness out here and niggas in these streets too, though. Mm-hmm. But then it's the upbringing that they came from, because our daddies wasn't shit. Our daddies laid some bad foundations out here. And these chicks like, I ain't going out like my mama. I ain't going to be like my mama. I ain't going to be soft like that. 
I'm gonna be more hard. I ain't gonna let no man control me like that or have, let me be look that weak. So now they have more of an aggression. They've handled their business in school. I get it, respect it. But the man was clearly in the song, say, teach me, have patience with me. Yeah. He said, talk to me like a child. So that I can comprehend where you coming from. Like, but if you come at me with that tone, then I can't, I'm not gonna hear you. Can't rock with it. I can't rock with that or I'm not gonna hear you out on that. He said, he still love you. He said, I got number love for y'all and I wanna understand you. I'm trying to be there for you. But y'all gotta fix that tone. And that's the, that trigger word. That tone. tone. That ain't here. Nothing else. He white. He white man. Yeah, exactly. That white side did come out when he said the tone. Because if he had said attitude, I think it would have been better than saying tone. That's just the wrong choice of words. I don't know why tone. <laughs> touched that. They ain't hear, they ain't hear nothing else in that song but that. Just that but tone. But he right though. But I mean, but he right though. I mean, don't get me wrong. Whatever. I mean, I mean, I think, I think, I think one thing about this whole, I guess you want to say, rebellion or whatever change or whatever we're pushing through. Movement. We do. We, we yeah, you know what I mean. We do need to address issues that we have internally. And to be honest with you, it's kind of interesting because I want to say this is probably like one of the first Father's Day that I ain't necessarily see. Uh, you know, my kids, daddy ain't you know ain't shit. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. So it's kind, of, so it's kind of like you know, I mean, before that or whatever, you know, every Father's Day it was kind of like, you know, I raised them, so I'm the daddy and the mama and the, you know whatever the case may be. I about to say that's a good call because you know what? I ain't seen none of the chicks talking about I'm the you know I with the chicks screaming I'm where's my Father's Day, you know, shout out at and everything. Or they feel like I I deserve to be called. I should get a Father's Day gift too. I ain't seen much of that. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't seen that energy mm -hmm. out there this year. It's, it's a little more laid back. I will give it. <laughs> but I, mean, I, so I, I, I have I have my auntie check me earlier today. I say happy Father's Day to you too. She to you too. What'd you say? Because I look like a man or something? Like, <laughs> no, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> You've been both mother and father of my, my cousin. Jesus. Bye. My bad. <laughs> but no, what I what I was about to say though, like y'all was talking about with J. Cole, you know, with him being mixed. Do you think some of the women's uh rebuttal would have been different if it was say like somebody dark skin or somebody uh rougher damn, type of cat? It don't matter because we came back full circle because the fact he, he light skin. I don't know. Nope. No, no. Think so, honestly. I don't think it's it. I just it's just that word. It was just the word he used. He, that's a white person's word, tone. So I'm trying <laughs> to think of somebody we can use from this this era. So honestly, if, if it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't have uh no, because they're on Kendrick right now too. It wouldn't have mattered. That's the thing. I don't think it would have mattered at all right now, just because of just the energy that's going on. It. You was gonna get it regardless, just because the fact is, I think women are tired. Well, the you know the Me Too movement started all of this to even get more women mm -hmm. more ex ex strongly defensive now on everything, like they ain't trying to hear nothing. So I'm putting that on the Me Too movement, on on top of that. But like I said, but just the fact that, and everybody's the climate of what's going on with the racial t you know tension going on. And stuff like this, and in 
you know, Cole just was speaking his mind. I don't know what he must have came into some conversation with somebody that made him just decide to put this song out. And because of the fact, just a moment, but was, I maybe the timing is off for him that put this song out. Yeah, it's definitely bad timing. I think it was just the timing. I think it was just a bad timing for him to bring it out. But I still say he's not wrong for what he was saying. But maybe the timing of him to say it was not the best. So I think that's really why he's getting the energy. So I think anybody that got the same energy just because of the timing of it. Now, if he just, you know, honestly, though, there's no such thing as a good timing. Mm-mm. But but the other part about it is he's this is not the first song he didn't then kind of talk to women I guess you could say call a lot of he, he calling them out on their shit too though mm-hmm. so this is and not the first time he's done that called out on their shit because they think they always right anyway and that's the other catch too is they always think they're right whenever like I said key thing whenever you heard a woman take accountability for being wrong on song. Okay, what I'm saying? Don't worry, crickets. I'll wait. Exactly. There's a number of crickets around here. How often do we actually do see chicks take accountability? I mean, but that's I mean, but that's wrong. Even admit when they're wrong. I mean, but that's that's just a kind of I mean, that's just a situation where again, you know we we gotta we gotta look at ourselves and 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 of course, you know, for us for years. We kind of like allow the woman to be to be like you know everything you know what I mean, and it's not it is not nothing wrong with that either. You know, I, I want to kind of make that clear. Like, hey, a woman doing everything is perfectly fine, but again, you know, for every situation, like say for every five men that have a, a woman with a child, you know, maybe two or three of them are probably in jail, and then you know, the woman has to hold yeah. it down or whatever. You know I mean. So it's kind of so it's kind of it's kind of like one of those situations where, you know, due to what has been bestowed upon us in regards to like us being targeted and stuff like that, um, they had to take a lot of on their shoulders or whatever. So now they got their mindset of like, oh yeah, we do everything, and and the men they can't do nothing because of course you know that's, that's you know that's new you know you know people get new money you know how they act you know what I mean so basically they can't handle a normal a a normal situation. Right, you know what I'm saying? So so now it's kind of like a thing of, now we now we kind of, you know, think about it. It was like a couple of years ago, you know, they started saying, oh, you know, lift our kings back up or whatever the case may be. And, and it's kind of like one of those things now when you're kind of seeing that. And it's like, now we're able to kind of speak freely because that'd be realistic. You know, the black woman will leave us in a heartbeat. Be like, oh, you got no job? Well, fuck you, nigga. You know, I'm going to do something mm-hmm. else and go find some other nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's like, now we kind of get to a situation where it's like, well, shoot, you can jump ship or whatever, but we in that too, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So you might, you know, so, you know, we, we've created stability on our end in regards to just being like around, you know what I mean? And being, you know, consistent, you know what I'm saying? You know, by our own merit without no distractions, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, like the last couple of years. So, so now, so now, so now you have a situation where J. Cole saying, hey, you know, we can correct our actions as men, but now y'all need to correct y'all actions because y'all, mm-hmm. I mean, women are doing still reckless shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, it, yeah. and the crazy thing too is Cole married a black kid. Yeah, I know. Damn, like it'd been a different story if he went and married a white chick and he said, "Oh yeah, y'all need y'all black women need to fix y'all tone." Now that's where the firestorm should have started. 
No, but I mean, my thing is, but my thing is, Cole, Cole, man, look, I'm, I'm gonna be 100. percent And they've been doing this shit since fucking got. If you want mix one percent black, you black. That stops. That stops. That stops saying this whole, oh, you know, he has a white mom and a black dad. Hey, bro, you black. You ain't mixed. You black. Black. The black. It's been. It's, it's scientifically proven that the black gene take over all the time mm-hmm. for the nine. Of course. Oh yeah, I know this, but you know how I like this. You know when. When nobody can't win an argument, they go do you know what they go do? They go they gotta go find the they gotta go to low blow some or find some way to try to trump that you know that that, that they can't win the, the argument by no shape or form. So they go reach it. And it like this cousin Cole made this point, they figured, oh yeah, we have well, he he don't know what the hell he's talking about and it it's just he don't handle a black woman. Yeah, he'll not handle. Yeah, and I'm like, that's the thing. Who the fuck want to handle? Got to need a woman that they got to handle. If I got to handle mm-hmm. your ass, you, you can take your ass up out of here. Cause fuck all that. Who ain't nobody trying to ain't handle? Ain't had that struggle. <laughs> no, anybody got that energy? Like it's just enough being a black man going out here in these streets, and I ain't trying to come home. And now I got to fucking not keep you under control too. Fuck all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So y'all know me. I'm I'm the king of checkout. Fuck, I've checked out all the most tiniest things ever in life. On with somebody, so because I ain't got the energy for it. So now, nah, so I think I mean I just think Cole just picked a bad time on what he was saying. On the but he was definitely still telling the truth though. No, he picked the right time because it's time for these motherfuckers to hit. Because if it was mm-hmm. if it was a Jay Z person, if it was Jay Z saying it or whatever, it, they they won't even necessarily even flag that that card. You know what I mean? They wouldn't take Jay Z serious neither, because they've always looked at Jay Z as a womanizer, menazer, you know, menazer. Ah, y'all know the word I'm trying to say. But um, misogynist. Misogynist. Thank you. Like, you know, he's always been that dude anyway, so they would never take Jay serious. But Jay Cole has always been a lot more conscious minded. So but I mean, they but my take thing that is, uh, more important. But I mean, my thing is, is like you know, like I said before, whatever. Just one of those situations where. You know, it needs to be said. I mean, don't get me wrong. It need, the tone, you know what, ladies? You need to pick your tone. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, at the end of the day or whatever, it's like, you're not only representing yourself, you're representing me too. And you see a lot of cases where, you know, you want me to hold it down and be respectable for my family to make sure that you're okay. But, you know, you have to understand that there are certain things that you want to have to do to make me feel okay. Like for some, like say for example, like for me, I don't want my wife showing her titties and ass everywhere. But a lot of women do it. True. For the likes. They say, oh, it's my body, it's me. And it's like, well, if you expect me to do this for you as far as, like, credit stability or whatever, if I say, hey, you know, I really don't like this or whatever, and this is how I feel about it, you know, you know what I'm saying? You should, you know, don't don't rebuke that just because you're like, well, you know, I get to do what I want to do. Because if I say, hey, look, I don't feel like paying a fucking bill at all, then you'd be like, oh, you just, a, you know, you a fuck ass nigga, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. So it's kind of like, so it's kind of like a thing of, you know, you can't, you can't expect expectations, and then when the expectations are set back at you, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I don't like the way you said it or whatever. It's like, well, that's the point of having a friendship in a relationship is to have a con- honest conversation, mm-hmm. because, like I said, you know, I might feel this way right now, but you know, maybe in ten years I'll be like, you know what, baby, you know, I really do just want to just see how beautiful you are every day, and I, I don't want you to show the world because I, I can see that, you know, this is kind of whatever. 
and then and you know I could I can change my mind just like she can change her mind. You know, most women do change their mind every day. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, like you know, you know, it's a growing process. And for right now, if J. Cole wants to express that, then they gotta understand it. If they want to teach him to learn better, they had a conversation with him and sit down or whatever, so we can have a, a, a greater understanding or whatever. But and that's what he said. He wanted a conversation. He said that too. Like he's open for conversation. He wants, you know, to hear more, understand more. But he's just going off of what he hears. But the the number the thing that trips me out though with a lot of chicks is they got the nerve to have their standards of like I need a guy to be this tall or he got to be this financially stable or this or that. But then if a if a nigga says the same thing, oh my, it's like oh it's a problem. The nigga got standards. Oh, I want a woman that cooks. Oh, I like I like my chick to be, you know, has motherly instincts. Like, if, mm-hmm. like okay, I like a chick that's a little, like more slimmer. I don't, I may not like a girl that got a stomach. Oh, and like, but like they lose their mind that we bashing them because we actually have the nerve to have standards too. Well, like, we standards. We supposed to settle for whatever presented to us. Like we supposed to be grateful that you in our presence. I'm like, who the fuck is you? It's, there's a lot more of you out here, so you can. Talk crazy to me in my face and say, oh, I'm not tall enough. Or you ain't got enough muscles. And you can just directly tell me in my face that bluntly. And then I think a guy ain't going to feel some kind of way. But then I say, oh, I ain't going to How much you weigh? <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll get mad at me because I say you got too much of a belly. Ain't that? I was like, oh, but now I'm, I'm body shaming. But you just, you body shame me. So where's that, you know, die, keep the same energy. You got to be able to take criticism just as much as us men have that we take criticism all day long. We get shot down all day, every day. When we, especially in our primes, when we was all through high school and college, all them shots we took trying to holler at chicks, it got shot down. And then now we grown men now, and now we taking out, it's like we in our position now where we can now pick and choose what we want to deal with. We ain't selling it for anything no more now. When we was younger, we was we 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 opportunists. We gonna take what we could get. But now, mm-hmm. fuck it, we got standards now in these streets, mm-hmm. and you, you got it. And now they gotta embrace the fact of that. And I'm like, okay, remember now, you ain't the same ass fine chick from 20 years ago. You and them, ba- them babies ain't doing you no justice. But that's your <laughs> ass. Ain't, that's your fault. Your ass ain't getting that goddamn gym. But then I'm supposed to settle for this? Nah, just cause now you got ran out the streets so, or. You ain't fucked up, messed up, or had too many other bad relationships, and now you want me to just say, "Oh, uh, give me a shot." Um, nah, I'm good, but I'm 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 wrong for that. And that's interesting to me how the double these standards are all placed upon people in their lives now. Shoot, life is too short now to just settle, especially on this back end side. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh. If she got the credit, though. Hey, man, that's you in the credit. I don't get rat about credit. <laughs> I respect it, though. He shouldn't do it for me. Hey, uh, like uh, Uncle Shannon said, I'm not looking for a sponsorship. I'm looking for a partnership. Exactly. You ain't going to buy me a gift for my money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but every... Every good partnership starts off as a good sponsorship. (laughs) (laughs) I have hit record.
So uh, we get to our wrap up hey, man, here. You said talk, and nigga was talking to the hit that record button. Hey, <laughs> I, I kind of got this in handle. I, I've learned from my mistakes in the past. So um, as we're going to wrap up here, we want to go into uh, the normal Tony Love. What have we learned this episode? Uh, just, just a couple of things. Um, we, we learned that it's not only Father's Day. It's also Provider's Day. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's what we, that's one thing we learned. The other thing we learned is, is that we need to get these uh, politicians uh, term limits and age limits. You know, that you know, that way we keep the government fresh. Keep the, you're not stuck in, you know, these old generations. Let's, let's move the, you know, the country forward in today's time. And uh, I think that's a good point that we brought up today. That's all I have Oh, oh, one more thing. Campaign for Father's Day, May 1st. That's when you got to get it in. Make make Father's Day your mini Christmas. You really got to do that, fellas. Uh, if you, you know, email us, put it in comments. I will, I will teach you this two years in a row. I've been quite successful and you know, it's been great. It's an investment. Invest it's an investment. In, invest your time into it. Mm-hmm. I was up. Um, another thing we learned today is that um, your son got a heavy ass voice and um, he demands his music. <laughs> so Raheem Goodell, get your goddamn production on so that boy can lay down his vocals. Oh, no, he, but, but, but what we said earlier, what I said, you know, he's a slow thinker. I had to explain to him the process of how- Lay down uh, your vocals. Uh, how you, okay, but he gonna, he gonna email you the beat. You gonna sing, and then we gonna send it back to oh, Terrence Howard Jr. nigga, Terrence Howard Jr. That's what he is, nigga. Terrence Howard Jr. That's why we gotta walk. You gotta walk Terrence Howard through all this same type of shit, nigga. He is Terrence Howard Jr. Hey, but he came busting that room. Hey, with my music. I said, damn. Oh, shit! Tell us how you really feel. I'm like, I'm happy we knew about this ahead of time. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, it could have been some situation. <laughs> I, I, like, I, like, I like his spirit. You know what I'm saying? He came in here strong or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, he been wrestling me a couple of days. Like, it's been a month, Dad. I know it's free, but I'm like, hey, look, next time I'm on, I'm going to put you in front of him. <laughs> man, man to man. Mm -hmm. He took full advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> uh, Ed Ty King, what you got uh, for your wrap up? Uh, my wrap up, as you can see, I crowned the. I've, I've coined that phrase. This is yeah. I am the financial provider to the through the state of Texas. That will be my call for the last year, and then going forward after next year. Well, you know. I might accept a happy Father's Day for real, but and long as I'm on the books of the state of Texas, that's that's how I roll. Definitely, we gotta get that age restriction with these damn old fogies in this fucking in in Congress. The foolery gotta stop. You know, J. Cole was right for calling out these huffers right now and get their panties in a bunch. We need that energy. We we gotta have these uncomfortable conversations in all aspects of life, honestly, right now. I think we all need to really start getting 
off our chest how we really feel about things and get a better understanding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's all we, we, we need child support uh, reform. Woo! I just want—I just need a tax break for paying my child support. That's all I ask. If I'm paying it. Give me a tax break. I'm being responsible. Give a mm -hmm. nigga a break. Shit. Because if I, you I, wasn't paying it, if you wasn't paying it, be suspending your license. Suspend my license. Throw <laughs> me under the jail. One of the two, though. But damn, I can't even get a tax break. I'm taking care of my own child properly. Like, I ain't had no problems, but at the same time, too, I'm the same niggas that I, like I told her, hey, I pay, I'd rather pay, I'd rather pay to be free. So I ain't gotta be around your ass no more. So I gotta, I guess, <laughs> you know what? You gotta take, you gotta take less of the, of the evils, less of the two evils. So I'll, I'll lose the taxes just so I could be free of you. And, um, we ain't gonna get no we ain't gonna get no more sports for the rest of the year. I'm already just gonna put that energy on out there because this virus is real and ain't nobody gonna be playing no sports. We ain't getting no NBA, we ain't getting no college football, we ain't getting definitely all oh, damn, we ain't even talk about the baseball. We're gonna get to that next time. <laughs> Cause you yeah, yeah, talking about you ain't getting no baseball. They, they, they elected not to vote today. See, Hold on. <laughs> and they ain't got nothing to do with the coronavirus. That's all. That's just all money greed right there. They ain't got nothing to do yep. with the health situation. That's just all greed right there. That's that's the problem with baseball. It's like baseball situation is not because of safety. It's about them grabbing, they ain't grabbing the books. They ain't trying to show the books, yeah. nigga. They that's all they trying. They hey, hold the on baseball. No baseball's a cash business. Yeah, and cash they ain't trying to cash at the door. They the baseball bat, they have a cash only sign at the front of the stadium. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, trust me, yeah, because if the players see, if those players will actually see the books, oh, it'll be a whole nother travesty going on in your sport, boy. If they see how much money these guys really generate. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, so that's, uh -oh. that's pretty much it for me. But definitely, yeah, we ain't getting no sports because with how Florida on fire right now, with the virus, I don't see how the hell them players gonna go. I wouldn't if I was a player. I ain't going down there, to fucking Florida, fucking Florida, right now. Because mm -hmm. I'm Disney. Because the, even the workers, since they're trying to open up Disney World, you are gonna still have workers trying to sneak up in there, and you never know what could happen. And then you back at square one. Back at square one. So man, it may not be no sports, period, this year. So mm, sucks. Um, for me. Uh, my thing kind of going back into college is uh, for those student athletes, you know, don't get cut off, caught up on the, the big name schools. If you can get a better opportunity as far as playing time, you know, whether it's HBCU or just a smaller college, you know, take advantage of that. You know, that's the best way to learn any job. If you're trying to be, be a professional and go to that next level, you gotta get on the job experience, man. And the only time you get on the job experience is to get on that court or get on that field. So, uh, if, you, if you ain't get that scholarship offer from uh, North Carolina, don't be ashamed of North Carolina State. You know what I'm saying? So, take advantage of those opportunities there. Uh, other thing, dunk on your kids. Don't take it easy on your kids in these sports either. Whether it's sports, music, whatever. If, if, if you, <laughs> prime example, uh, dealing in the music business, producer ain't always giving you beats on time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, 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 I heard that. 
Get ran up on. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the stripping game, partner. Teddy, mm-hmm. Teddy Riley ain't giving your beats on time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Got to deal with it. Got to yeah. deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Tony Baker took a took a shot at Teddy Riley and the dog on. Teddy Riley came. Teddy Riley came back with that heat. <laughs> yeah, that nigga was so mad. This shit was all discombobulated. Like you couldn't even understand what the hell he was trying to say. He was so pissed off at Tony with that shot but, he took at him. Yeah, but at the same time, like, come on now. Everybody was saying these same jokes. Now you want you want to take it out on Tony. Hey man, he was he just was hey man, he was in the, he was getting his Ralph Trassman on right there. He's, he's a little sensitive. He was a little sensitive. He wasn't prepared for it, man. He just wasn't man prepared. like me. <laughs> he I mean, I just I just felt like he was just wrong for like if you're supposed to be a legend. I'm not saying supposed to be, he is a legend. Um he a comedian. That's what he do. He crack jokes. That's and that's what he's supposed to do. Some, sometimes you gotta flex the muscle that when you when you have to remind folks. And that's I think that's all he was trying to do. But at the same time, he I don't know. Hey, hey, watch it. Hey, like he babyface or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sad. That was way more disrespectful than what Tony was, man. Right. Was I, I, I don't, I don't do remixes. <laughs> yeah. I don't but, do remixes. Yeah, and that's Danny. When he said that, I said that's so disrespectful because I've never heard a freaking a babyface remix on no, not one of that, his songs. That, that's, that's, that's one song. There's only one song he's ever remixed. Only one. Hmm. And that's Whipple Pill. That, that's two versions of Whipple Pill. But see, that's the other thing, too, with him, man. It's not even considered a remix to him. I'm about to say, it's I don't think that's a real remix. remix. <laughs> it's like the extended version. Yeah, that's he all. Had few, <laughs> he had a few of those on that album. Yeah, that was just the extended version. That's not a remix. Yeah, that's not even a remix. You know, like he said, that's, yeah, that's, he that's true. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. The man legitimately never did a remix. I, he just wrote another song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just extended the, you know, he gave us the extended versions to get, you know, give you more time with your girl to stay in that air and call it a day. Yeah. So. Raheem Godell, what you got? Okay. Um, well, I just want to kind of build this story up. So, so we kind of agree that the government is failing us right now, currently. Uh, we, we agree that uh, society is failing us because they're not taking COVID-19 seriously. I failed uh, Mr. Love's son for not producing that track right away. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Uh, you know, uh, many a time, Demarius' uh, internet failed him and Nick freeze many times. But you know, the one thing that has not failed us, none this, this time, regardless of what season it is and whatever, sundress season. Sunshine season has been tremendous and glorious for all of us or whatever during this traumatic time. Ass has been wiggling everywhere at the neighborhood, Walmarts and Targets and our and, and every other grocery stores. So Definitely Target for sure. Target is number one, period. So I want to say, you know, out of all things or whatever, I appreciate all you lovely ladies out there who decided to bring out them sundresses, even though, you know, we think that was canceled because that has got me through COVID. Very nicely. I ain't wasn't gonna cancel no sundress regardless, man. You just can't. You just don't know what you. The mask gonna cover it up, but you, that now nah, that jiggle is gonna happen. But see, that's, that's even better. You ain't gotta see their face. 
You need a straight body now. You ain't even got to feel guilty about it. Yep, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be like, damn, you know, her face, ugh. And be like, oh, the mask? 100%, baby. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no failures and your face covered up. You know what I mean? Hey, anybody seen that meme when it was like, uh, what's the character's little monster from, uh, not the Hobbit, from uh, Lord of the Rings? And they were like, if you're ugly but you got pretty eyes, this is your time to shine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's crazy. Shit, right? you got pretty eyes in the sundress. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's a win-win situation. You know what I mean? Yams, Thanksgiving all over again, baby. Yams everywhere. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And also, of course, if you're if you're struggling during these times or whatever, there's Escort Babylon. Go ahead and pay you some pussy. Wow. <laughs> Here he goes. Hey, hey man, they ain't paying us. They ain't giving them a free name drop, man. Hey man. <laughs> you can edit that part out. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm a tag ass. We don't get this damn money. <laughs> we trying, we trying to get paid for these podcasts. We gonna tag this. You wait for the sponsorship, brother. Wait for the sponsorship. Sometimes, right. sometimes you got caught. You got big sponsorship come to you, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why I, I tell y'all, we, I'm drinking yak. I ain't tell you what kind of yak, but until they right. pay me, <laughs> otherwise yeah. I'm gonna have a t-shirt. I'm gonna have it on the glass. I'm gonna have it <laughs> at the bottom next to me. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say that or whatever, you know. You know, I, that's that's my that's my thing. This waiting, this waiting until football season starts. As on time, NFL will start. You know, what I'm saying it just won't be no fans. So we're gonna go ahead and say that. Okay, I'm glad you hopeful. I ain't expected nothing. I don't know, man. I think. Um... I think it's gonna be limited fans. I think they, I don't think you can't do no fans. The football teams ain't that generous. Like, what you gonna do about that? Like, well, now we talking about fans. We talking about tailgating. Yeah, yeah there's a lot that you gonna have to patrol. <laughs> right. But but Floyd kind of said that before. He was like, "There's gonna still be tailgating," because like he said, like they they don't care what goes on outside of the stadium because. Say for example, they tailgating and they have this out, this COVID nineteen outbreak. Most teams, knowing them, they gonna be like, you know what? Hey, they wasn't in the stadium; they were tailgating. They ain't on us. You know, this is true. Saying? Yeah, but like you said, cause, yeah, because every state gonna be different. Every state gonna be different on how they handle this. It's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy and all messed up. But it's I mean. These records that we keep, they keep having every single day here at just right here. Some got to give if they want to, like you said, have something to happen in the long run. It's called, it's called population control. They allow it to happen. Well, we know that's the main reason why they let it. Yeah, we said that, we said that like five episodes ago. Right. Yeah, so we know they're trying to, you know, they're trying to get all these old folks that's on Social Security off the books, man. It's too many of them baby boomers they're trying to get, they're trying to knock out. Well, technically, this COVID-19 this COVID is actually going to start another wave of that shit. You know, right? Yeah. Yeah, because everybody in the house. 
And you know, people ain't pulling out these days. <laughs> Work on your dismount. Glad the days are behind me. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, Raheem Goodell, we had that conversation earlier today with me. You know how I feel about that. Ugh, I'm anti-kids, so it is what it is. I'm good in the street. God is laughing, brother. God is laughing. Nah, you know, I, I, I just say, you know, for the most part, you know, we, we'll bring that topic up on the next episode of Trophies in, Trophies in Middle Podcast. And the, what we talked about earlier, Rashawn. Okay, no doubt. More, more kids in these streets? No, no more no, kids no. in these streets. No, no more no, goddamn we, kids in these streets. We, no, what are you talking about? No, no, talk about how selfish we are that we, we raise our kids, but not nobody else's. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to. Yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's, that's going to be a good topic there because I'll be dead. Yeah, I don't even like my own, so I'm still fucking trying to deal with somebody else's. I'm gonna keep it fun. Exclusive, exclusive next podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do Let's that. that a a, I kind of disagree with that one. Yeah, me too. Me, right. me too. Hey, that's what I said. It could be a good discussion. I, I respect. Hey, I, I have no respect for others that can do it. It ain't in my DNA. Uh, well, well, there are other parameters that we talked about. It just right yeah, now, exactly. Yeah, you know I mean. So we we will say what we talked about more detail, but you know, nah, not right now. Currently, the way things are going, nope, can't do it. Yeah, so I, I guess yes, yeah, we can definitely yeah, we can definitely put this on the next episode for sure. Yeah, I I, I, I wish I would. <laughs> what y'all think? What the hell y'all think I've been single all this time for play play? Cause I ain't trying to sign up with <laughs> nobody else with their kids. What if they grown? Oh, that's fine if they grown and out the house, no doubt. No, I'm talking about the ones that's like in the house still. Okay. Like, yeah, we were talking about no blended, no not. I ain't about that blended family foolery. Cause if my own kids ain't live with me, I sure the hell won't live with somebody else's kids. And, you know what? And that's that's exactly what the parameters were. When I saw saying no. How the hell I'm gonna raise somebody else's kids, and I'm trying to take care of my own. Yeah, I don't even try to. I ain't even want. I, I ain't want to even deal with mine because of how they roll. I'm like, ah, now I just keep it chill. Interesting. Yeah, we want to talk about that one more detail. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's a wrap. I respect, I respect all of y'all that can do it though. <laughs> that's a wrap. We gonna. So hours. We gotta. Interesting topic that's going to be next week. Uh, yeah, I wonder how many feelings. I wonder how many feelings we're gonna hurt with that one. <laughs> I, I know I'm about to be hated, so it's all I'm all good. Y'all know how I roll in these streets. Fuck your kids. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, you know me. I I don't have no problem being the bad guy in these streets. Me, I ain't Fuck got your shit kids. <laughs> Fuck your couch, nigga. Right, yeah. Exactly. Remember now, that's how my last. Well, that's how my last in the situation ended too. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and ended up with a stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious, dog. Like you couldn't, you couldn't, that could, you couldn't make up a better story, dog. You couldn't make up a better story. That shit was that. That's the last thing you want to do with my ass and the, the boost my little ego on some ignorant right. shit like that, though. 
Right. All I did was what's, set back. What I said, was uh, what, Bizarro Superman. <laughs> Bizarro Superman, nigga. Bizarro me, nigga. That's Bizarro. Uh, yes, that was priceless. That oh, shit was man. priceless. The classic Empire King line. Bitch, at least I made you nervous. You got this, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. I, I, was, I, I was tripping on that. I was bugging that, dude. Like, what the? I ain't gonna say I was bugging. It's the truth. Like, dude, if I'm gonna fuck up, if I'm gonna fuck up, I'm gonna fuck up with something gonna make you be like, God damn, okay, I see what he was doing. I'm not gonna go, I ain't gonna go holler at a chick that's beneath you or looking subpar. Yeah. That's stupid. I'm gonna fuck up and make it worth my while of fucking up. Now, that used to be the old ignorant me. I'm not that nigga no more, but that was the old me. Just, you know, so that's how I roll. Pass the Anderson Boros in these streets, goddammit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Don't yeah, don't have the chick say, Oh, you you fucked up me with this bitch. Nah, she's gonna be like, ah, this nigga he ain't shit. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Leave her speechless. Like I can respect it. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Oh man. I wish I could have been in that store that day. <laughs> no. Dude, you did. I swear to you. I do when you I looked up and I I looked her she looked me dead in the eyes. I looked her dead in the eyes and I just shook my head like I'm about to die tonight. I'm gonna die tonight. <laughs> I, mean, I told you came I went in that house, I went in that other bedroom, I put all kind of shit over that door. I ain't about to die. I ain't about to come sneak up in my fucking sleep and take me out. Oh man! Good luck getting through that door. I barricade yeah. the hell out of myself in that bitch. But hey, yeah. I deserve to get. I would deserve whatever I'd have got if I was being careless and locked that door. But I mean, should have locked that door. It's hey. a classic moment. Hey, hey my father little heifer look like Rihanna. On that note. <laughs> That's another thing of what have we learned. You fuck up. Make sure you barricade that door. <laughs> Protect like yourself. Like on, uh, what was that? Thin line. Thin line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> practice practice in the stand motion. Yeah, man. Just be, yeah, man. Tread lightly. Be safe in these streets. That's all. Just be smart. You cause you, you gonna fuck up. Just protect yourself. All right, that's a wrap. So we'll be back next week uh, with more foolishness. We have to get into that uh, Major League Baseball debacle uh, around time today. But um, I'm really interested in these uh, these blended families conversation that uh, Raheem and Ebtai King is having. So God is laughing at you, brother. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. So I'll holler at y'all next week. Good episode. All right. Yeah. Safe in them streets. Wait, wait for the bitch I got for him. Later. All right. Later. All right. Later, man.